Hey, welcome to episode 10 of the Draft Champions podcast. I'm Zach, and um, you don't need to follow me on Twitter, but you can follow uh, at Draft Champagne, our podcast. Um, I'm here with Mike the Mouse, Mouth, Mike Masato, and that's how you can find him on Twitter, at M-I-K-E-M-A-S-S-O-T-T-O. Mike's the founder of Staff Driven Dental, and uh, he has his own series called The Dental Road Warrior, which I may or may not have seen. Most relevant here, he is a high-stakes fantasy baseball player and multiple-time champ. And um, now, isn't there another famous Mike the Mouth, like a uh, poker player? Yes, there is. Now that you completely botched my entire intro, you know, I mean, you have, you have, this, you have this level of talent come on the show. The least you could do <laughs> out of the gate, you know, for episode 10, which is going to be the highest rated show you've done yet when your listenership just, just tripled, you know, from 10 to 30, just like, just like that. <laughs> You know, that, you know, you can at least get my name right. You know, there's no one who cares about my companies and what I do. But, um, but yes, yeah, going back to Mike DeMount, that was a name that I got slapped on me by, uh, believe it or not, by a, another uh, Hall of Fame NFBC player, Steve Japinka, believe it or not, is the one that came up with the name Mike DeMount for me. He was, one of the, he was a fellow Jersey guy, and, uh, and the name just stuck because I guess there's a, there's, a, there's a poker player in the World Series of Poker, Mike DeMount Matisau, and I guess that seemed to apply for me for, for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just don't understand, but it's, we'll find it's, Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out, you know? And, uh, yeah. Sorry for, but sorry for butchering everything. You know what? I should have put in mathematician in your intro because you can do 10 times three. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, it's like, it's, it's amazing to me that you have to understand that being a Jersey guy, you know, whenever I talk to a Canadian or I hear Greg and Tom speak, it always sounds like I'm listening to Doug and Bob. They all, they all sound like Bug, Doug, Bob and Doug McKenzie to me. Remember that? Remember them from, you know, I do. You know, they, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm actually people. old enough to, to know Doug and Bob. Right. So he's exactly, every one of them sounds exactly that way to me, you know? So, but, uh, but anyway, I'm here. You got me. You want to talk baseball? You want to talk whatever? I, I just, a few things. Am I, am I allowed to swear on this show or cause it's going to inevitably could happen. Fuck yeah. So, okay. Okay. Good. And can I, can I, and I, can I talk about your sex life as well? No matter how insignificant it may be, I can talk about um, that too. Well, you don't, I don't know if you know anything about it, but you can, I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you drive. I'm gonna let yeah, you you're, sending, you're sending me messages like he's, if you want to win over, you know, people to come on your show, it's, it's better not to call guys from Jersey, babe. Okay. Well, just, you, just you know, my well, wife calls me, babe. Don't call well, me, babe. We're trying to get me to come on your show. Well, you're right? telling me that you've been doing radio before I was born. And I said, well, you know what? Like pretty close probably. And you said, uh, what'd you say? 1986. And I'm, you know what? I'm actually older than that. So I said, uh, and then you told me I looked good for my age. So yeah. I said, I said, thanks, babe. Yeah, I, I didn't like give you a smooch and throw like a little blow, little kisses, X's and O's to you. I just I said, yeah, you know, you're holding up pretty well for your age. So am, and so am I, you know? Yeah, you're so looking you, good. Like, yeah, you know what? You said you're, you're a bodybuilder, right? And I've seen some pictures. I, try, I trained. I, I, I used to be a, I, for a period of time. I was a competitive natural bodybuilder. I, I, you know, I am the most interesting man in the NFBC. You know, the most interesting man in the world. I am easily the most interesting man in the NFBC. If, if, if you talk to me long enough, nobody has had a more colorful, exciting I have a thousand, a man of a thousand stories. I'm sure you'll have me on a regular basis all the time. No one has the stories in the life that I've lived. I've, I've lived my life where I push it to the limit. I've really experienced it. I've had all, I have all kinds of great stories to tell and things that I've done. But, uh, and uh, so radio is one of the things I did earlier on. And it, it almost got, got me kicked out of college. And that's kind of how I got into my podcasting. Matter of fact, the guy I used to podcast with was one of the first original 40 podcasters in the world. So I used to do a, a comedy podcast with him. And he was one of the original 40 pot when podcasting first started. He's still, he's still doing a podcast at this day. He's a friend of mine and we've been, I've been doing podcasting and radio forever. I think it's a great medium. You know, if I wish I had this invited me to be in college, because people don't realize how great it is to be able to just, you know, get on your computer, you know, click on a service and you're, you're broadcasting. 
which is well, that, well, that makes a lot of sense to me because it took you like 10 minutes to uh, figure out how to work your fucking microphone. Yeah, well, I mean, look, this is this is you know, it's it's almost eleven fifteen at night. I, I have a life, you know. I have a very I'm a very, a very respected businessman, you know. I have, I have a big company to run and whatever. And this is just I'm not, I'm not getting any money for this. I'm just helping you out, you know. And I want to see the end of this NFBC Draft Champions podcast go someplace for you at this point. So well, I figured, what, you know, that's, actually, that's what I wanted to ask you, Mike. Maybe you have some advice for me because you said you talked about royalties and your uh, and where are the royalties going to come? Look, if, look, if, it, look and you're, gonna take, you're probably going to take this over eventually. So I don't, I don't it, advice know. advice number one. First of all, you got you, you stole the branding of the NFBC, so you're using that, which is a good. That's a good angle. Draft Champions podcast, love it. You got to get yourself a partner that works, bro. You can't have. This is the problem with most of these podcasts that are out there. It's one nerd talking to another nerd. Okay, who bring who bring on another nerd to speak to? Okay, there's nothing there's nothing like there's no tension there. There's no there's no antagonist protagonist kind of setup there. So it all sounds the same. You understand? Not that you're not a nice guy and you don't sound good and there's not interesting information. You know the other thing, but you know what? If you want to keep people engaged, it's got to be some kind of tension and you know somebody opposite kind of personality of you. You see what I'm talking about? You know, it's got to be something like that. That's just you're, first you're word promoting, advice. You're promoting yourself right now. Not, well, it, it, the, uh, the money has to be right, of course. And you know, and your, and your buddy Mike, <laughs> your, your buddy Mike in Florida is going to be out the door. But, but yeah, I well, mean, he, right. should, he should have been on tonight because you know what? You snooze, you lose, right? Dude, look, in the first ten minutes, I'm already a thousand times more interesting than this dude. I mean, come on, be, be honest. I mean, truthfully, you know, who has this kind of energy this kind of night? You know, most most people, most people, ten minutes have already checked out. They, yeah, it's eleven fifteen Eastern, and you know what? Like, um, you're like you said, you're. You're, you've been around for a long time and you know what, you're, you've had a long day. Um, so did you play baseball growing up or you just bodybuilding? I, I, first of all, I was like in high, high school, I was a complete, like not, I was like the average sports kid. I was not good at any kind of sport whatsoever, play, you know, at all. And I, I didn't really, you know, so I, I love baseball sport, love it. You know, I've always loved baseball. And, um, but I never played it well. I didn't play it in high school. And uh, I actually played rugby in college, as a matter of fact, how I really got into my, uh, you know, uh, sports. That's the extent of my, my, my body is still recovering from that. You know, I talk about rug, talk about stories. I can tell you a thousand stories about rugby, but you know, my, my spine is still not right from all those years of playing that night in college, but um, played rugby and that's how it, uh, that's about the extent of it. So I really wasn't a real great athlete, but I got into training when I was in school, picked up training. And uh, you know, wanted to lose weight one summer and decided to get in shape at the gym. And I read somewhere if you go to a gym and you train for six months, you know, I used to look at those magazines all the time and say, well, you know, you're going to go the rest of your life. And lo and behold, 30 some odd, 33 years later, I've been training five days a week and, and I, you know, changed my whole lifestyle. And I've been, I said, I did some competitive natural bodybuilding shows. I won a first, a third and a fourth so as a light heavyweight. You know, I got the picture to prove it. It was great. Great experience. Challenge yourself. But, you know, if I did a contest now, I'd be in the old fart category. So I don't, I'm not going to be doing that again. Well, I, you're, I lost. You, still, uh, you still look good. You're a big guy, too. You look like you might have eaten Malik Smith for breakfast. Yeah, that's a good. Good one, Mayor. Would you, did you write that? Took all day to write that one down? Were you, were you loaded that up all day, the Malik Smith reference, the whole day, just to get that out? Well, you know what? I, I could. I have more. I have more where that came from. Don't I, was, I was debating between. Um, I was debating between D. Gordon, Malik Smith. But, Great. Know, now, I, what are you? What are you trying to sound like Todd Zola? <laughs> come up with every. Come up with. Come up with every bad contrived joke you possibly can put out there. I mean, no. I'm nothing. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about Zola. Zola came. No, no. He, he was great. But he's a dude. There, look, there's a lot of nice guys. But I'm, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there, there's a lot of great guys out there. You know, I, that's one of the greatest things about the NFBC is like you, you get to meet a lot of people, you know, from all over the country that love what you do and you know, have a passion for the game. And, you know, I, I really, from day one, 
you know, want to get involved in the social element of the whole thing, you know, and, and, and not just make it be about, oh, you sit down, you draft a team. That's what makes the live events so great because you get to meet people, you know, and I, I probably know hundreds of guys now, you know, from the events I've organized and from drafts that I do and, you know, events that I try to put out, social events that I probably do because that, that's a big part of the whole thing. You know, and well, I know a lot. So it's a great thing. It's the best part. I'm honored to meet you. And you know what? This is we we've met by fate, and um, who knows where? Who what knows what fate? We, what fate caused this? Um, <laughs> you, mess, you messaged me. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was it was it me messaging you, or is that was is, is this is this is this Vlad Settler's fault again? Because he was the one responsible for being on Twitter. You know? Well, yeah. He. Well, it's actually we can blame him because if if he didn't chime in, I wouldn't have. Uh, I I wouldn't know if you're fucking with me or not. Yeah. He's so, like, oh, he's great. He, he's just a little, you know, whatever he said, he's crazy. Mike is crazy or something like that. And, you know, like I'm like, you know, he diagnosed yeah. me some kind of medical mental problem and said you should have him on the air. So that's. Yeah, but I didn't know that you're going to be such a diva about things. Dude, you know, when you, when you, ha when you know what you got, what you got, you know, you have to recognize that, you know. I feel like I mean, I'm talking to jail. I feel like I'm talking to jail. And you know what? I just made that up on the, on the spot right now. That the and that jail the jail reference. Correct. Yeah, no, I just Perfect. made it up right now. That wasn't, that wasn't thought about all day. So, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm a busy man too. You know, I got other stuff yeah. to do. I know waste but, management. I heard that was all, something we were talking about off the air. But you know, I said you're a man with my own heart, Jersey guy, and you're talking about waste management. Yeah, you know, up in Canada, and I'm trying to hook you up. So uh, at that. So point. yeah, no, so, but no, but you, you you need to be. You want it to be the featured guest. So you wouldn't you wouldn't come on with any other guests. You're so, no, uh, I will not. That's just true. That's fair enough. But you so also I'm, you're also requesting royalties, and you know what? Like maybe I should be listening to you, and you're you're a businessman as well. So maybe we can. We both we're both business people. Um, but also you wanted to look at the, uh, you, you want um, our intro music isn't up to your standards. You, you know, yeah, what I, our, I, you, you know what our intro music is? No, what is the intro? I, I heard, what is it? Is that, that the pod safe music you do? What, what kind of music is that? I, that you no, use? What is the song? Have you heard of, have you heard of um, a popular band called Journey? Yes. Yeah, Headlined yeah, yeah. by Steve Perry. That's dude, the how opening. Many, dude, yeah, I know. He's a Canadian. Is he Canadian? Is I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Is he? I'm I, not thought, sure. I thought he was for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong, but whatever. Yeah, but again, what is it? Don't Stop. It's one of those typical Journey songs that everybody uses a million times, right? No, I wouldn't say that. The Don't Stop Believing one is the one that's the most famous. Uh, and, what is it, and what's the one are you using? What's the one you using called Separate Ways. It's a, oh, it's a lesser known uh, one. It's more obscure. Yeah. So, so you know, just, is, that, is that a thinly veiled reference for me to go my separate way right now? Should I be out of here? I mean, <laughs> you thought, you, actually, you couldn't, you could, maybe you did listen <laughs> to the show and you've been thinking of that joke all day too. Um, okay. So what, 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 okay. So if we're going to change our intro music just for you, because we've done, we've done nine podcasts already and um, the 10th one, all of a sudden we need to change it because Mike. Exactly. Exactly. So, you need, you need, you need something a little more, I guess at high energy. You know, and I, and I gave you some suggestions. I sent you some good songs that I thought would be good, you know, to really, really rock it in, lead, like a rocking lead in, you know. Yeah, and, those, are, those are some heavy metal songs. And, you know, when we're going back and forth on Twitter um, before, the, I guess uh, some of the some of the bands are all 80s band that, that your uh, so-called um, agent or yeah, your agent was recommending. I, I know he recommended John Cicada. Oh, that was uh, John Bosch. Yeah. He yeah. Was right kid, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite John Cicada song? I, I don't even I couldn't even name a John Cicada song. I, I know who he was talking about, but I, I couldn't remember a uh, John Cicada song. But okay, so I'm like the funny and said I knew a John Cicada song, but I, I know who he is. But but I had recommended you people like Metallica and Rage Against the Machine, and, you know Megadeth, and I had you know White Zombie, some songs like that. You know, so yeah, you said you're the White Zombie one's your favorite. Yeah, I, I like the Thunderkiss '65 because you know with by White Zombie, I like I like the whole lead-in when it's like you know the um, like they're tuning the radio and it's like you, you know hear them talking about different things and then someone's being killed on the air. It's you know it's nice. A woman's getting beaten. It's, it's a one it's a wonderful lead-in. You know, yeah, we'll take we'll take it under consideration. Yeah, and then pay the royalties for having used it because you had to use us. You sampled it right. For pay the reason. royalties to who? White Zombie. 
I don't know. Well, maybe if you're in Canada, you can don't have to do that. You can just do whatever you want. I don't know what the rule is, but we've been using that other song. So, but we didn't, whatever. We didn't use. Well, you 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 think that you think that you know you know people like Journey and White Star, they have better things to do than come on for some piss and podcast in Canada. They don't care. <laughs> Dude, they, they don't care. Hey, do Mike's, in, Mike's in Florida, so this is not. This is like this. Uh, this podcast actually spans borders. Fuck, you just got to do. You, you, my, my my philosophy in life has always been: just do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, that's and then if you and if it, and if it ends up being a bad, you learn from your mistakes, right? If you, if you get arrested or something bad happens, you say, okay, well I learned from my mistakes. Usually, right? So you just got to go for it because the stuff that I used to do, and I look back on what I used to do in my younger days, and it's like you could never get away with it right now in this day and age in the way things have changed because everything is so like, you know, politically correct and restricted and the laws and all these different things right now. It's a whole different ball. Not that it's that bad, not bad that some of these things change, but the shit that I used to do back in college and, and back to the, and, 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 you know, years after that, you know, you couldn't do that stuff anymore. And I, and I tell these stories to people and they go, you did that, that you, that's what happened. And, you know, but one of these days we'll, we'll start lining up some stories, you know, that, that, that I never got on the air and I tried to share another podcast, but they didn't have the vision like you do to bring on a visionary like me to tell these stories that I that, and, and allow them to be broadcast. So one of these days I'll, I'll, I'll tell these stories for you. How about that? All right. Yeah. Nice, nice teaser, babe. There you go. Thanks. Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, if you're using babe, you better be talking to your wife. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Yeah. She's probably yeah. What the hell's going on down there? Are you um, planning? Are you planning on being in Vegas this year? So I can, you know, hit you hit you in person, or are you going to be there, or or no? Maybe, you maybe. You know what? Um, I hadn't really thought about it before, but now I'm getting tempted after everyone's talking about it. Me and my buddies go to Vegas every year, but it's never around that time. We usually go in the summer. And we yeah, usually- but why the hell? Why would you go to Vegas when it's 120 degrees? You can't step outside. Why not go during the the NFPC? I mean, because and, pool, pool parties. Okay, but what about like going out there and like, you know, doing a live broadcast of your pod and being in there and doing stuff like that. Now you want to get famous, you know, I'll be there live. You should be there. You go to, you go to my party. I'm having out there. You, you got to be out in Vegas, man. The um, uh, MTM NFBC, NFBC party? Yeah, the Midnight Madness party. Yes. What, yes. Tell me about that. You know, it, was a, it was an idea I had a few years back where I wanted to, you know, have a social thing, you know, and again, I know I'm going to take some shit about this because I'm going to say something about Greg that, you know, that's me, not even a positive thing, but you know, the whole, the whole idea they used to have these sweet parties with drink tickets and crap like that, you know, getting to be to watch and, and sit around and watch, you know, uh, college basketball games, because apparently in the Midwest, when you live in Wisconsin, you know, college basketball and the Packers are your entire life. That's what, that's all you have there. Okay. And the, I try to explain to most people that come from the East coast, you know, don't give a rat's ass about sitting around all day and watch college basketball. Right. So I said, well, we have to make it a more festive thing, a more party environment, you know, have an open bar, have a catered thing, you know, and, and, I, and of course, you put that many fantasy people in one room, have a draft, you know, at that point. So we, we, we added a draft to it over the last few years. We called the Midnight Madness Draft. We do it as a 12-teamer. It's like a standalone thing now. Last year, we changed it to like a $7,000 first prize and $1,000 for second, but no other, no other places pay cash, you know. And it's great because around midnight, after people got tons of drinks and in them and whatever, and we all just get together to have delirious and just draft. We're in the room in the suite. We That's do awesome. a penthouse. We do a penthouse suite. So uh, you know, open air balconies, smoking cigars out there, drinking. It's a great. It's a great night. And we have about 30, 40 guys growing every year. Everybody pitches in, and then and then and to great credit, he's nice enough to basically foot the bill for the room for all of us, which is a, you know whatever, and it's a nice thing. And we all get together and have a nice party all night. You know, look at drafts up. We put some drafts. I, I put the MTM Ultimate. Uh, draft from New York up on the big screen. Everybody analyzes the draft, and we're just talking there and just talking shit the whole night about fantasy baseball and whatever. It's a great, it's a really good night. Industry guys there, regular NPC guys there, all mixing it up for the night. So that's that's the big party. So that's that's uh, 
So we do. So there's like 40 people, but there's, it's a 12 teamer, or is there separate? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, there's only not everybody play. Nobody else does the draft. Only certain people do. The, there's 12 people do the draft, but you know, other you bring your wife and stuff. You bring your wife and kids, and that's the is that the rest of the people? People can bring wives if they want to and kids, but no, no one does that. Once in a while, a, a significant other will show up, but there's no uh, no kids there. No, so, but the but the draft is like I said. That's if people want to draft, there's a draft toward the end of the night. So is that the, is that the same thing, the Midnight Madness and the um, Mike the Mouth uh, party? That yeah, it's in the same. It's in it's the same night. The same okay. night. Although, and I'm and, I'm, and I'm right on your show, you know, and, and I will premiere this that I'm I'm in conversation with my newest invention that I'm trying to come up with that I'm promoting. I'm trying to get Derek and everybody over there at the NFPC to consider is the Vegas crapshoot event. That's the new the new one I'm coming up with. New concept I'm coming up with. Okay. What, can you tell me about? Would that? you Would you like Would you like to hear about that, Zach? About the Vegas crapshoot event? Would you and your listeners like to hear more about that? I can't speak for them, but um, okay. okay, I could. I sure as hell want to hear about it. All right. Well, well I said, well, look, in, look in true Vegas, you know, format. It's like, you know, what is Vegas about? It's about gambling, right? So, I what I what I what I had the concept would be, is that Vegas crapshoot event is, you you, you have a sign up list. You know, people say they're, they're going to sign up for they're going to be willing to sign up for a draft of some sort. But the thing is, they don't know what the draft is going to be until they all, they all assemble in a big room, right? And there's a wheel there. Okay, and you it's like a real like a like a money wheel or whatever you'd spin it, and basically whatever draft puck comes up, it could be it could be anything from a, a roto wire twelve teamer, it could be an uh, uh, it could be a main event, it could be an ultimate, it could be a diamond, whatever. And you spin whatever whatever draft you spin comes up. Okay, the people that are there have a writer in order. We go down the line, writer first refusal. You can you can say I want in, and buy in on the spot, and you're in that draft. You can decline and say I don't want to be I don't want to be in that. You know, so it, it, right on the spot, there's an event generated. People pick, pick iron, iron Balls uh, these, uh, draft spots or something else I created several years back, and you get their draft spots on the spot, you know, and you're drafting, in a, in a, in a, in a, and it could be anything. And you don't know what it is until right, right at the moment there. That's you know? cool. So, you're tempting me to come to Vegas. Yeah, which is a cool thing, right? Because, you know, why not? Crapshoot, you take a shot at it, and then if we get people, and then, like I said, if you got 30 people there, and let's say it's a 15-team, and you get 15 guys jumping in right away, and they say, okay, second chance. Anybody wants to hang around, we'll spin it again, you know, and, and whatever comes up. They can decide if they want to pony up the dough and whatever it is going to be, or that we don't fill it, they don't do it, you know, but it's a pretty, do you do pretty cool in New idea. York? Is there anything going on in New York this year? Well, the ultimate, I mean, the uh, MTM ultimate was coming up in New York and that's a whole. That you run. Yeah. But that's uh, yeah, it's like the, that's a whole nother content. Are we, are we jumping to that now too? Are we done with Vegas? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just going with the flow. Are you done with Vegas? Like I said, that that's that's yeah, that that could be that be done. But the the look, the ultimate. Did you have any more time, material about Vegas before we move on? I, I dude, I could I have everything. I could talk all night about Vegas, but that's just that's about those events I'm doing in Vegas or I'm proposing to do in Vegas or is the do midnight madness. Do you think our listeners, you know, you know, so I said are not my, um, yeah. our listeners uh, would want to hear about Vegas or do they want to, or do they want to just hear about nerd stuff, um, like fantasy baseball stuff? No, don't, don't they hear about fantasy baseball uh, st- nerd? I mean, we can get to the nerd stuff. I can talk specifically about fantasy baseball at some point in this podcast. You have me, you have me on for two hours tonight. You said right, something like that, didn't you, Tom? Yeah, right. We can spend all night long, babe. All right, yeah, great. But the babe again. So, uh, so yeah, so we can talk about New York or whatever. I mean, that's the Vegas stuff. Vegas is great. I mean, it's like I said, it's a fun time. I recommend anybody listening that hasn't done a live event. That's it's what it's all about. You know, once you do a live event, you don't want to go. Out. I I started doing going out to Vegas. I think it was 2012. Was my first year, and I, it's, just, and it's an annual trip every year now. So I've done how many years? You know, 12 through 20 now, eight years. I've been going out to Vegas, and uh, in New York since 2007, or I think 2008 was my first live event in New York. The first main event I did. 
in there. And uh, so it's, I do back-to-back weeks. So, and uh, to do on both places. So definitely worth it to get to go do it a lot. Nothing, look, and look, I know technology's come around and people do more things online, but there's nothing like drafting live. There's a whole different dynamic drafting live than it is drafting on a computer. And especially when it's like a one hour, a one minute pick clock on a computer, it's not the same fun. It's not, it's not as fun. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever done, no, I've never done a live uh, draft ever. It's always, it's always been online. Well, look, the, the live events, look, separate the men from the boys, okay? They, re- they really do, okay? And this is, this is the thing I, I, I always talk about, like, you know, when I, I, and people know me that I always bust on the quote-unquote experts. There's a difference between being a fantasy baseball analyst and, an, and a stat expert and being an expert NFBC drafter. And I'm not saying that I am. I've come a long way from where I am and where I, where I stand today and, and you know, to get into be on the winning side of the ledger of things. But I'm telling you, this is, fantasy baseball, as you know, is the most difficult and challenging of all fantasy sports by far, right? 100%. Not even close. 100%. 100%. You know, so like, to me, I don't play any other sport because if I'm going to be great at this, you know, you, know, you need to dedicate them. I dedicate 11 of I would say I'm, I'm involved in some aspect of fantasy baseball probably 10 to 11 months out of the year. You know, whether it's playing the season out or it's drafting in March or it's, you know, preparing. And I'm doing my first DCs in end of October. You know, I started so doing October, You take October off? Is that the month? That I you- do for most of October. Yeah. I mean, I take some downtime for the you know World Series and most of October and whatever, recharge my batteries, get back in my wife's good graces and start and then start drafting again. But that's kind of what happens because you have to. If you're going to be great at this game, you got you to draft a lot. You know, you got to be prepared. It gets you ready for the player pool, like nothing else, you know. And the thing that drives me crazy is these guys that claim to be experts, they're not expert drafters. You know, I've drafted, there's about, I would say in the industry, there's about eight to 10 of them that I can name that are phenomenal NFPC drafters and players, in addition to being great analysts and statisticians and as whatever. But, but, the, but the vast majority of these guys that are out there, you know, couldn't show up and, and would be competitive. They just really couldn't. You know? Zola, when Zola was on the show, he said that yeah, you can, he said what, one of the things he learned was you can do all the analysis and um, I forget what he said, but the project, projections and analysis you want, but when it comes down to drafting, that's it basically you throw that out the window. Yeah, exactly. The, you, you, the most important thing you need to know is you know they need to know the, know the player pool backwards and forwards. You, you have a, you have a minute on the clock. A minute may seem like a long, it is not, when you're alive and you're in the energy of draft, and you got a guy to your left and a guy to your right and everybody's looking at you. Okay. I've seen the best players, man, just freaking shit their pants when they're, when they when their pick came up. Cause, cause you know, you're the three guys you in front of you, like, you get, people get sniped. They, Oh, I skipped me. Come back to me. You know, and, and shit like that. I've never said that in my life. Okay. I never want to be in that position. Is that even allowed? Yeah, you can. Yeah. If you, if you, if you run out of time, they have to skip you, you know, and can, you come, runs out. can you come back and get a pick or when do you yeah, get to pick? The next guy, the next guy, the rule is in NPC, the next guy picks and then it comes back to you. When Wait, I've like, seen guys, like at a fucking restaurant, we're like, I'm not ready yet. Um, the guy next to me is going to order. Right. That's what it was like, you know? <laughs> so, and I've seen guys panic, like in those situations, you know? And, and these are these guys that are supposed to be, you know, these experts here. And, and, and this is a difficult thing, you know, not to bash these guys, but you, you have to remember most of these guys, they're spending their, they're spending their, they don't just do baseball. They have to do football. They're doing basketball. They're doing, they're doing multiple sports, right? So it's kind of jack of all trades, master of none. Wait, wait, you know? back, back up a second though, because let's say you pass and let's say you're flustered and you, and you say, okay, I want the next person going to go. Let's say for, for hypothetically, you're uh, wavering between two players. You, you have two closers that you want and you don't know, you're, they're basically valued the same. Wouldn't it be to your advantage to pass and see what the other guys, see what, let the other guy show their hand? Hey, well, you also risk losing the player you may want. 
You know, yeah, but a, I'm saying in that situation where you don't, really, you're not really. Yeah, you can do that. If you, people, I, I never love to. I never want to give up one pick. You know, one slot. You know, at this point. So right, I, I yeah. just, but that's that's me. But if you want to do that, yeah, you can do that. That could be a strategy, if you want, depending where you are. But I, I don't really people see utilizing it as a strategy. I think more of the time it's just they run out of time, or they get panicked. Yeah, you know? get, your, get your guys. We need a pick. Get your guy. You know, is there any game games? I guess there could be some more gamesmanship at the live events. Like what I mean by gamesmanship is just like table talk, trash talk. Yeah, but that's part of the fun of the whole thing, man. You know, you're just talking shit at the table. You're trying to get guys riled. I mean, surprisingly so. I mean, and people will know that draft, man. I don't I – try. I'm not doing this the entire – I want to be focused on my team. I don't want to be shit-talking. You know, when it all comes down to it, you have a lot of money in the line. You know, I'm not, I'm, there, I'm not there to bust people's balls first. I'm there to draft the best team possible and win, right? So I'm not going to spend my time, oh, how, how can I rip on this guy and get him off his game? You know, I might do it before. I might do it on breaks. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be lulls when the appropriate, you know, time comes, and I'll say something to somebody I know. You know, and that kind of stuff like that. Are there like unwritten rules of like you shouldn't say you can't say, oh, I want to take a closer next round, but you really don't, and you're just messing with them? No, there's you just there's no rules, bro. You just do whatever you want. I just said I have no no filter, no rules. Just do whatever you want. I know some some people get better to shape about talking about players that haven't been drafted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Well, look, whatever, 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 what if I fuck? <laughs> That's how I look at it. And, you know, I can back it up. You want to take it up with me, take it up with me. But I, I, I but again, I'm not there to be a dick at the table, you know, <laughs> at the draft and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm friendly with a lot of these guys. You know, most of these guys at the table, I probably, I pretty much know. Most of these drafts, I know a lot of these guys I'm right. drafting with. They're not a lot of strangers. So if there's 15 guys at the table, more than likely, I've either drafted with them, I know them, you know, they know me, you know, six or seven or eight of them at that point. So, you know, I'm not there to go make their life miserable time. There are some people that deserve in the NFB to see to have their life be miserable, which (laughs) shall remain nameless, but, and I will go out of my way to do that at time to time just to get under skin. But for the most part, yeah. And I'm there to draft, you know, and be focused on, you know, because you really got to pay attention, you know, and really be tracking it. And, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't have spreadsheets. I have, you know, I have my, my, my sheets out there, my, my cheat sheets. I do been on pen and paper and, you know, and draft by feel and knowing when a player and then do the math in my head as I go. And, you know, cause like I said, you can do all the calculations in the world and the guy's got to perform, you know, then there's always a luck element, you know, people get hurt. There's all these different things, right. You know, that come into play, you know, so I don't overanalyze the whole damn thing, you know, I, you know, and so I don't go in there and say, okay, I have to have this guy at this time necessarily. If it falls that way, great. You know, you ever do, point. is there any live uh, 50 rounders? There's no live 50 rounders. No, That'd be which tough. Is, I think that would be, be tough. That's yeah, a grueling. That's a grueling draft, man. 250, 750, 750 players. So that's that's a long, gruel, uh, grueling draft to be doing that. But, how many? Uh, how many of the DCs have you done so far this year? I've done almost 10, probably, so far at least. Yeah. You know, that's why I said I love these guys that come on. Oh, I'm a fanatic. I've done three, three. <laughs> it's like, that's not a fanatic, bro. <laughs> you know, 10, 12 is a fanatic by this stage of the game. I'm not, I'm I'm up there with you. You know, but, but I like, so, to, but that, like I said, I like to diversify. I don't want to, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to do the main. I, people are asking me, like Mike that does the podcast with me. So he tells me, he tells me I should do the main event, but um, I, I want to diversify, right? Being this being the first year I'm really getting into it a lot. Last year I played four or five of the, of the DCs. Right. Um, you do any of the auctions? No, I, I did auctions, a few, a few auctions. I'm not an auction guy. I don't have the patience for auctions. My, my personality is not wired for auctions. I got no patience. You know, I, I, gets, I can't sit, I can't, five hours sitting around waiting you know, and not doing anything. Or sometimes if you draft some players and you wait, that's, that's not me. You know, I, I, love, I love the auctions. I Look, love I, trust trades. me, I get, I get the allure. I get it. You it's know like what chess I'm versus checkers. Yeah, I love, but, I but, love the, it. but you have to understand, I think, and this is my opinion, I think it's a lot harder to, to do a draft than an auction. See, an auction, if you want a guy, you can just pay for him, you know, and just do it. 
You know, you, you, you're at the mercy of the draft a lot more when it's a draft, when it's a snake oh, draft. You're, yeah, exactly. You're at the mercy of it. So I think it comes, I think there's more luck involved in a snake draft than, um, uh, and more skill involved in an auction. Well, I, you, you, you could say you, that. You, you, but... you, just, you just said it. You said you're at the mercy of it. Yeah, but, but again, but it also, but... you, just, you just said it. it's out of your control. I, I didn't say it's too, that's not completely out of control. You have to be able to adapt and change. You have to be able to have multiple different options. Like, so if you're, so if you go into your draft, I want to, I'm going to, I'm an auction. I, I want to draft my guys. Okay. And I had five guys I got to get, but you get outbid or you don't get them. Now what? And you know, how many multiple different strategies you're going to have to go in to put that team together. Right. Yeah. When you're doing a draft, you have to be, if you're drafting, you know, you, you, you have to be able to draft a team no matter what a great team, even if it doesn't go your way and adjust on the fly and make adjustments and have multiple different options to put together the best team possible, regardless of what happens. I think, I think, yeah, you have to adjust in, in both, uh, in both formats. Yeah. But, but I said, I, I just think that, you know, I've done both, you know, I, I see the allure, I mean, of, of auctions, but I, I'm not an auction guy. I'm why I stick to drafts and doing that because if I want to be in, and I really want to be, you know, winning overall the main event, that's my ultimate goal, be the best player, you know, in there and someday. And the only way I'm going to do that is stick into one thing I know best at this point. So I stick to the DCs. I stick to the draft champions. I mean, I mean the um, main events and I do the ultimate right now at this point, you know? And uh, so how does your you roster, like, do you, do you want to, can you talk about roster construction, how that di- would differ in a DC versus the um, like uh, main event? In a, in a DC versus a main event? Yeah. yeah well, well, I guess, well, I mean, obviously a DC, when you're going 50 deep and there's no moves, you know, I mean, you got you to figure once you get beyond round 30 or so, you know, uh, 35, you, you just now you're just loading up on all the all the guys, speculative guys, uh, prospects, people are going to come up like last year. You know, I wanted to make sure I had a ton of Jordan Alvarez worked out great for me. He was on a ton of my teams, you know, and, you know, you know normally you wouldn't probably have drafted him like in a, in a, in a regular third round draft. I didn't have him in any of those draft and holds. I ended up getting him early, early on in the season when he was just starting to heat up in my daily transaction leagues. But so I guess you must've done pretty well last year. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah. I had, a, I had a good year last year. I mean, it wasn't as great as the year before by that, but I had a really great year last year in the black and, you know, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean like the year before I, I came with a dollar amount, but I definitely made, good money, really good money. You know, and my, and my rankings went up there using the, the official KJ Duke main event rankings. <laughs> that's on the, uh, on the side of you. I don't know if you read those on the boards, but that's, uh, he seems to be the one that did the math to really come up with a good system that's on there. So, you know, I made some movement right there and I'm right, right next to my, my buddy, Scott Jenstead right now. So we're, we're you know, I, I intend to keep moving up nice. at that point. So, but yeah, but it was a, definitely a good year when I went between DCs and other leagues They're probably won four or five of the leagues or something like that. So, over the for overall that I did and a couple, you know, one, one, a main and you know, another one, another main event it came a second, another main event, third, another main event out of five main events, you know, that there could have, I should have won two of them actually, but you know, one of the less, I, I fell out of, you know, uh, into a tie, into a tie with, uh, with lists. I have a side bet, whatever. And we, we fell into a tie the last day, 110, 110 points in the, in the, the last day of the season, second mm-hmm. place. What's up? But uh, yeah, so it was a good, like I said, a good year. And you know, this year going to be better. Yeah, you just, you, be, be better that's all that's what you all you can do man and, and that's why you do these to prep and do all this kind of stuff now and so you and that's why i do you know 10 to 11 months it's obsessed it's obsessive you know but if you want to be the best that's the only way you're going to beat guys like you talk about casey the, you know look at the guys like casey child out there look at the guys like lindy look at the guys you know the names you know that are out there you know these guys are great probably because they're absorbed in baseball and it, like you said it to me it's like that's like grad school everything else is like grade school when you do can, when you, can do you tell the listeners um like something that i guess these great players or even yourself that, that 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 they do differently than the average player that makes them so consistently successful 
Well, I, I can guarantee you that, you know, and I talk to a lot of these guys behind the scenes, what they do. I mean, they, they research a ton. They do a lot of research. They read, they read everything. They listen to everything. They, they, it, there's no substitute for experience to do it. They do a ton of drafts because I, like, look, you, you have to learn. You have, first of all, you, you can have all the knowledge. Just going back to what I was saying before. You can have all the knowledge about all the players and everything, but the, it's about all about drafting the right player at the right time. That's what it comes to. At the end of the day, am I drafting the right player here at the right time? Because timing is everything. Because if you say, oh, I can wait on this guy, you're fucked. That's it. Done. Lost him. You know, screwed. You know, you need to know who you're drafting with. I mean, one of the things I always do, people, when I'm sitting at a table, I know who I'm drafting against. You know, I know I, and I, from doing DCs with these guys and doing the historically know who they like. Okay. I know guys that are punting saves. I know guys that are potentially in a, in a standalone league. I know guys that are, that are like, they like certain Yankees and they'll draft them a little bit or whatever. I know guys that will draft close where they're going to draft their closers or players they like ahead of time. And I make mental notes of that kind of stuff. So I know going in, you know, who these guys are looking at ahead of time. And that's that another, another reason why doing a lot of drafts can help, right? Yeah, because you, yeah, because you, because you know where if you where guys are going to go and you know when they're going to go roughly and who likes them and who might bump them up and stuff like that. So that that, that you that you need to have. I, I I think the more drafts you have under your by time by said by the time March rolls around, you know, I and I'm completely prepared to be comfortable in any draft and, and know there's going to be no surprises. And you know, once in a while, somebody does something crazy, you know, and that happens and can throw you off, and you know you don't predict that, and that's always, always going to happen. You know, but for the most part, you know, you're going to go in and you're prepared, you know, and that, that takes a lot of work to get up to that speed, knowing the player pool. And when you drew a, lot, a ton of drafts, you learn the player pool because you're, you're every time you're, you know, as you're getting, as you're getting deeper into drafts, you're researching these players, you're looking them up, reading, reading their profiles, reading about, you know, their, their metrics and stuff like that. Like I'm not a, I'm not a math, math guy at all, but I also, I'll let, I'll let someone else do that work for me. And then I'll go read about it, you know, at that point, you know, so I, you, know, you get to know these players inside and out ahead of time so you're just very comfortable you don't have to look at anything you don't have to re- go check a spreadsheet or a book or whatever you just know you just know yeah. you know and you can be doing the math as you go along you know where you're roughly going to be if everything goes the way it's supposed to go i know where i am and i'm sure if i'm short on power am i short on steals i mean you know that already you don't have to go check and add it up you know yeah there's, you know the, the data mining is endless so you you only you can you only have so much time on your hands right so you said like you said let somebody else do the work and like personally, I don't want to like I don't want to look at Acuna, Trout, Yellick. I don't care about that. I don't I don't want to analyze those three players because I know what I want, and there's no sense of wasting your time on these top players. I think if you're going to spend time, choose which players you want to spend time on. Um, another draft thing, sense. That, yes, it's it's, a, it's having a draft sense, man. It really it really is, you know. And you have to have that draft sense, a feel and a sense for the draft and who you're drafting with, and you know that kind of what kind of what kind of table is it? You know, oh look here the pitching. You know, you can see it coming. You know, you see that the runs going to this all here. Yeah, you, can, you can smell it. You can smell the runs coming. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I know and, that and, sounds and, disgusting, right? Hey, but, but yeah, smell the runs. Right. Great. Yeah. Another good one. Nice pun. That was great. And, uh, you know, it's also where you, it's like, you know, and then you're drafting from different positions. You know, I try to draft everywhere from in the preseason, everywhere from one all the way back to 15, everything in between. So, cause you don't know what you're going to get. That's right. At that point. So you got to be prepared to draft from any place and win from any, any spot. Right. You yeah. know? So that's part of it as well, too. So I just think that those, the guys that are the consistently best that are out there, you know, that's what they're doing, that are out there, uh, that, that are always at the top of their game. And uh, they work at it because it is, if you want to, this, this sport is not like, you know, I, I had a guy, and I don't know anything about fantasy football whatsoever. I, I, you know, I always down football because I just, first of all, I, I, the sports changed over the years. I used to be a football guy, too. I used to watch football every year and love football, too. But the game's changed to me. I don't like it anymore. So I don't watch football. 
don't even watch, hardly watch football games at all. So I don't, and I definitely don't play fantasy football, but you know, I don't have the time to dedicate, you know, to, if I want to be great at baseball to, to be doing football, you know, over the course of a, of a year and, you know, and it takes the time away from baseball. So I don't want to do that. So I don't put any attention on football whatsoever, but I've had, I've had top fantasy football players say to me, like, look, it's a 21 ratio. One main event team is like 20 fantasy football teams. You know, if you want to be good, that's, that, that's what he, he correlated it to. And to me, that's just not even worth my time. Yeah, you know, to, to do that. What do you mean, the, like the the complexity of it? Yeah, it, yeah. He, I could manage. He said I can manage one twenty fantasy football teams. You know, a lot easier than one main event team. You know, that that's what he told me. <laughs> he was a top fantasy football guy. Yeah, so no, I, I play I play fantasy football too. And he, he played both, and he played both, and he's like, he says it's just not even in comparison. You know, and it's like so I I, I get that, but I, I that's too simplistic for me. I don't like that kind of. I like to be challenged. At this point, I want to be push myself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in about the same amount of football leagues that I'm, uh, as I am baseball on the daily. Like I play on Yahoo and football, you can do. I, I do 30, 35 leagues a year, and um, I do okay. But baseball, yeah. I do the same thing, and I'm fucking exhausted at the end of the season. I can't wait yeah, for the end because. You're, but you're not doing thirty. Yeah, you're not doing thirty to thirty-five fab leagues, though, man. You're giving us suicidal. Yes, you're I am. Doing 30 to 35 fab leagues. Yeah, da- you daily, go daily, daily lineups, not weekly lineups. So you're you're setting your lineup every day, and you're doing fab every day. That's that's crazy, that's crazy. Yeah. But if you were doing that in the main event, if you're doing that in NFBC in the high dollar things, I mean, I, you know, that's a different story though, right? You don't, you're not, you're not doing like high dollar leagues to do that with, right? I'm doing fifty doing, to fifty to hundred dollar buy-ins. Yeah, well, that's nothing. That's like throwaway money. Okay, yeah, you know, it's Canadian dollars. Some of them Canadian. It's monopoly. It's monopoly money. Canadian yeah, monopoly exactly. money. Yeah. So you know, but the, but again, if you if you're gonna go spend like a five thousand dollar entrance fee, you know, on an ultimate, you're, you're not you know you're, you're not gonna have like five of those going on at one time. You know, because no, you really got to no. dedicate your time to, to work this, 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 these leagues to win. You know, otherwise you're just pissing money away at that point. Fifty, hundred bucks a pop, quick, whatever. You know, I spend $150 a pop on these draft champion leagues. And to me, that's just an investment to the bigger leagues. I don't really care. Oh, did I win? You know, did I win eight of my, my DC drafts? You know, last year? it doesn't really matter to me. You know, it's, sort of like a, it's sort of like a mock draft for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really how I look at it to try different things and whatever. Sure. If I win them, it's great. Thousand bucks, big deal. You know, to me, that's just an investment toward the bigger, the bigger things, you know, and doing the bigger, the bigger drafts and stuff like that. So I, I focus on about seven or eight fab leagues max, you know, over the course of the year. And even that's a lot, if you really want to work it good, you know, and the fab yeah. system's gotten better, but that's, that's still a lot of work. You know, it's still a lot of your life throughout the course of a week uh, doing fab leagues like that. Yeah. It's every, sun, every Sunday, right? I, yes. I think I had two last year, two fab leagues that I did. And one of them was that one of them was TGFBI. Do you play in that? The right. great fantasy baseball. Like as I said before, these industry leagues, and I hate to tell you, are a, are a joke. Okay, they they anybody who's an, a serious NFBC player, okay, doesn't give a rat's ass what the industry leagues are doing because they're all they mean nothing. Okay, they mean nothing. There's no money in the game. There's no skin in the game. Yeah, it's a nice prestige thing to say I beat 300 for the other player. But how many of these people are really playing it out? Really care at the end of the day? You know, whatever. Because they're really they're, what is? I mean, it's like the FSGA. Perfect example. You know. You, 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 first of all, you have a you have a league that is 29. Why? Where did 29 teams come? But it should be a 30 team, 30, 30, 29 rounds. It should be 30 rounds. Why? Why is there 14 teams and not 15 when 15 is really industry standard about things? Okay. You you do 10. Then you do 10 rounds on on radio, right? With all this hype and whatever, and then it's gone. Then you're then it's like a slow draft, right? You know, right. and and you check back three week a week later. There's been three rounds drafted. It just shows people don't give a shit. You know, if you're serious, draft the whole damn draft and be done with it, you know, <laughs> and be who because no one, no one's going to give a crap about it. Like who cares? Oh, I want tout. So what? Okay. I, I could go in there and smoke tout, smoke these people. What does that prove? Okay. 
at that point. It doesn't prove anything, right? The guys that impress me are the guys that can cross over that are the guys like, you know, like a Vlad Settler or a Matt Modica or a Larry Schechter. I mean, I know the names, okay, that can come over and win against these guys that play in the NFPC in the top dollar leagues and do that because they're skinning the game, okay? You know, it's like, you know, you get a guy like, and again, I'll just, I call out names. They all know. I, I've said it before. You get a guy like Ray Flowers in the FSBC, FSTA or GA, whatever the hell they call it now, okay? And he refuses to draft pitching. Every year is the same thing. I'm going to prove a point. I'm not drafting anybody. I'm going to show you how smart I am that I can draft five, six, seven, eight straight here, then I'll draft pitching. You're going to fucking lose every fucking time in the NFBC doing that unless you get really lucky, okay? You're just going to lose, okay? So go ahead, be smart, be cute, and be whatever, and you're just not going to win. Those leagues, are those leagues played out, though? What? Are they, are they, are they, are those, do they actually play I, out those leagues? Who, know, who knows? Maybe, do they? I mean, do we, do we even know? I mean, I don't know. They, but, I don't they, know. but they're promoted on radio. Like, this is, oh, you have to listen to you know, hear all the promo. Listen to what the experts are doing. Watch what they're doing. If you watch it, you follow what they're doing and how they're drafting a lot of these, you're going to, you're in the NFBC, especially in the high stakes leagues, you're going to lose more, more nine times out of 10, okay? Depending upon who you're following. There's a few guys you can say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll follow this guy because you know what? He plays in the NFBC as well, too. And, you know, I like what he's doing right there. But, and again, but it doesn't even mirror the NFBC because I said before, it's just not the same. Okay, and, so, and, then, and then on top of that, they delegitimize the entire fucking thing by adding trading. Who the fuck trading? What trading? Just dele- de- you put trading in a league, why bother? It, de- it delegitimizes the entire league because we can't trade in the NFBC, okay? And it's like, and it's like all this backroom stuff going on. Yeah, if there's on. this much money in the line, no, no way. Yeah, you, you, so there's no trading. So, so, so what, what, is, what does that prove at the end of the year? Oh, I won the league. and I, Well, I made a trade with a guy who was out of it and gave me half. Who cares? What does that prove? It proves nothing. You know? yeah. So trading, trading delegitimizes all these leagues as well, too. So don't have trading. So I said before, it's a novelty. It's fun to listen to, see what they have to say, you know, whatever. But by all these, with these industry leagues, it's just, you're just wasting your time following these things for the most part. They really, really are. So this is really a good segue are. because there's something going on on Twitter. I don't know if you saw, but um, no, so, I'm not. Okay. So, anyways, what 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 the what the crux of the of the comment was is um, somebody didn't like the narrative that, that um, only the best players play NFBC. So you have to be. So basically, what he's saying is, I don't like the thought that um, anyone that doesn't that. doesn't play NFBC is not a good player. And you know, I, that, that that one comment there was and there was an article that I think didn't sit well with people. That that comment in itself, I got no problem with that comment. The guy that made that comment, it's a fine comment. But what do you think about that? Because you 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 seem to because I'm just listening to you and you're saying that coming from those industry leagues, you're going to get crushed in NFBC. So you well, are put you. Well, you know what I'm going to say to that? Any industry league that's here, put your money where your mouth is and play. But some people don't have the money. Some people don't have the money though. But that's bullshit. Okay, you don't have the money. You can't have like the the road. I can't put up a put up an entrance fee for somebody to go approve. I mean, come on. This is not like we're not talking a fortune of money. You you don't have seventeen hundred dollars for a main event. People are that broke, you know, yeah. that you well, do it. They they got, I gotta disagree with you there because people. You're not independent. People... Look, they're not all independent. They're not all independently wealthy like you in, in waste management. I don't understand. <laughs> you know. No, they're so, not. No, they got families. They got like strollers and and, and okay. Then don't then don't buy. don't then don't pretend that you can begin to lecture. Or, or school high-stakes fantasy players that have all the skin in the game and putting up this kind of money. Don't pretend you're going to do that if you're not playing with the big boys in the big boys' pool, okay? You can't have it both ways. Oh, I'm poor. I can't compete with these dudes, but I'm going to advise and say this is how I would do it and this is how you win. Doesn't, that doesn't fly, okay? That's hypocrisy, okay? Step to the plate, get in the game and go do it. A lot of guys do. I'm not saying you have to do a $10,000 league or a $5,000 entrance fee, but, you know, save your pennies for the year 
and go play with and go go step to the plate with the big boys. Go do it. Would you okay? think? Do you think if it, uh, an FBC fifty would be like the same competition as a main event or anything? What do you mean in an FBC fifty? What do you mean like the fifty dollars? Yeah, fifty dollar entry DCs. Like, yeah, but but again, but, no, they're, not, they're they're the twelve. No, they're the twelve teamers, right? Yeah, the but, the, but I, the, the, I don't know. Are they twelve team? I don't do twelve. I I, I don't do a lot of twelve teamers. I, I do some. I did, I did one of them. Yeah, I believe it's a twelve. Yeah, it's a twelve team or fifty wheels. Like, like I'll do a roto wire online championship league just to just get my like a lottery ticket to you know, you know if you win both that kind of thing or whatever to, or to try to win an overall. But you know, again, twelve teams are more like an all star team kind of thing. I don't really do like ten team leagues that I don't do like cut lines things like that because it's too gimmicky for me to do that. That's just me. And, and you know, everybody's entitled to my opinion, of course, but you know, I, you know, <laughs> but that's just me when it, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But you know, as far as the, but I'm saying it, you know, any fit throwing 50 bucks and doing a 12 teamer. I mean, that's like the same thing, you know, I mean, the, 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 the premier leagues, you know, are the, in the NFBC are, are main event and up basically, you know, the main events, the supers, the ultimates, the platinum, the diamonds, things like that. That's where you're going to find the guys. Yeah, and sure. There are some people in there that are just, they have money and they're just, you know, they're like professional gamblers and they want to come in and throw some money down and see what's going to happen. There's a few of those. Granted, you know, we've got a billionaire in the league or whatever else. It's a few of those. Even Casey Chow is one of the top best players now going to the Hall of Fame this year. He started, I think he's a poker player, you know, yeah. and he crossed over into doing this and whatever, but he's obviously a damn good player. Well, the higher know? the stakes doesn't necessarily mean the better skilled players. Are no, not, not at all. Not at all, but that but that's why I'm saying I think that the good a, a good area to settle on would be the main event because pretty much everybody should be able to afford to do at least one main event, you know, over the course of a year. Especially if you can go out to Vegas or if you're going to go out to whatever, you know, or or just go online. Don't take the trip to Vegas. Do it online. You know. Do you, do you believe the people that are playing uh, NFBC, even draft champions, are are better players than the players playing like the twenty fifty dollar fan tracks leagues? I mean, you can't look, you can't, I'm sure there's some great players out there. I mean, you can't make a blanket statement and say that all these players that do 50 fan taxis all suck. Okay. They're I just want to, I want to clarify because, I mean, I think because what you said before could have been taken like that. Yeah. Well, look, I, look I think someone has said it on Twitter about, you know, I think it was KJ Duke was saying like, look, there are a lot of great players and they, they'd never make it to the majors. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, you wouldn't know they don't get the shot or they don't, they, they don't, they, they can't compete. They don't compete at that level, uh, but that doesn't mean they're, they, they couldn't, if they had the shot or they were able to for whatever reason. So I think there are a lot of great players out there and uh, you know, they, that if they want to just dive in and, and, you know, take it to the next level or test shops to, you know, compete with the big boys. That's what I would say, because this is, this is the, this is this premier season long competition that's out there. It's like the world series of poker. If you're going to be the best, best poker player in the world, right. You, you could play in the world series of poker or a similar tournament, right? Yeah. You know, you can say, oh, I can go in the back of the room. Yeah, you can go, or you can go in the back of a, you know, back room of a, you know, casino and play a pickup game or do that. And there might be great poker players back there. You'll never know, right? But you know, but if you want to go out and show what you got, and you want to be, you know, or and 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 be play with the best, you go out there and put your money where your mouth is. But I'm just saying that in terms of the experts, because I said before, the problem I have, and I've had that for years, is like, you know. Uh, it's one thing to say I'm, a, you know, uh, you know, I'm a great. Look, there are great statisticians. There are guys that are great analysts that I could not do. Like you had Ray, Ray on the other night. Was it Ray Butler? I think his name was right. Yep. You know, and and guys like that. Give them a lot of props. Okay, but you know what? I don't see him anywhere. To, you know, and I don't know if he's ever compete in these leagues. I mean, and then you're giving away everything because you're telling everybody what you're doing. That's, that's the other problem you were talking about the other night. You know, you're out there. You know, that's that's another detriment you have because you you have to you have to. You know, uh, you talk about these players all the time. Then there's no secrets. I struggle with that. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. But it's sort of like having this podcast. You sort of. You're sort of forced to when you're talking to someone else. And a lot of these guys are open with it. 
But Ray Ray, Ray Ray plays in the plays in the he's playing in the DC right now, so he's putting his money up. Yeah, but is, is he? But he's he's not playing the main events or anything like that, right? He's just playing some DCs. Know. I'm not sure. Right, right. But uh, you know, but that's but that's the thing. I, I just that's just my my perspective on the whole thing. And for the most part, you know, I I know there's there's only several, there's only a, a certain select few players that really have crossed over and are very successful. And they're very great. At, they're great. At, so I have a lot of respect for those guys that can do both: be a phenomenal analyst and a, you know, and do what they do, and also be great players. You know, because there's a difference between being a great fan. And there, there was a, there was a great tweet that uh, I, I read the other day, and, and this guy wrote that I'll be the first to admit I'm not a great fantasy baseball player. I love doing the analysis, analyzing fantasy baseball is my favorite part of the job, and I think I'm pretty good at it. But for various reasons, I wouldn't tap myself as a great fantasy baseball player. Okay, and that that true words were not spoken. That's true. You know, and it, it's a whole different ball game being a great baseball player. You know, I'm not, I'll never say that I'm, I know that I'm the most knowledgeable about every single stat under the sun with these players, you know, but I spend a lot of time trying to make myself a better player and a better yeah. drafter, you know, and a better competitor that way, or, or a, a good a guy who's really great at fab. That's another area I got to get better at. It's one of my areas that I'm trying to get better at every year. That's another art. There's a whole art and science to fab. Fab is free like, agents. It's, like, it's like gambling, basically. Yeah. A lot of these players give away, um, give away their secrets. I don't know, but I don't know if, I don't know how much, I don't know if they've, um, they've given away everything. Like Vlad posts a lot of stuff and Matt and Modica, they, they, they post stuff. So you can, you can, you can get into their heads um, if you're on Twitter and you can follow them. And, but the interesting, but the interesting thing, and in, 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 in with uh, when Vlad posts something or Matt Mobi, it, it's, it's like, Oh, I knew that. It's like, it's like, there's no surprises there. Any, any really good engaged guy, you know, you know, they'll start talking about like, oh, they'll start, oh, Bichette, or they'll start talking about, you know, Donaldson, or they'll start talking about Sano, or you start talking, this is not a secret. We already knew this. Any, any of the top guys know these guys already. It's not, oh, what a surprise, you know, coming out of these guys' mouth. They know those guys already, you know? This is not, this is not, a, this is not a revelation when it comes to these guys. None of these uh, guys. I agree, but I think it maybe pushes them up draft boards because the, because the information is just flowing. Like Sano is a good example. I don't want to. I actually don't even want to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, do, I just bumped him all the way up because of you. The night I just uh, so now taking a look at Sano. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised we haven't uh, been in a draft together because I've done around ten uh, DCs and you've done a bunch. There, 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 but, there, but there's a reason why I haven't been in a draft with you because you know I will never get on a, an, into a DC that's going to take more than three days to finish. You know I have a I have a life and I'm not going to be tortured. You know to be waiting around for guys to make their picks while I'm growing old. Oh, so you get into the one-hour ones. So it's it's one hour, okay? And even those, you know, th- those can last days if you don't push it along, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. Or I do my fast DCs, which is another thing I created uh, several years back. Uh, and it's, take, it's taken off pretty big that, you know, I, I promote the drafts together. There's a one-hour clock, but we don't even pay attention to that. You know, people are on the clock for a few minutes at a time. And we'll bang out these DCs in less than 48 hours, you know, for 50 rounds. You know, I'm at the, the, the record is 11 hours and 56 minutes, like the fastest one I ever did. What do you and think about the guys that just wait and let their clock tick away just in case any news comes out? Because they're, they're complete douchebags. Okay. <laughs> I love that's it. what I think of. That's what I think about those. Idiots. I, I hate those assholes that think <laughs> that their time is more valuable and important than my time because it's not. Okay. And truthfully, my time is probably more important than these, most of these guys. Okay? I, I have much more. My, my life is much more important, you know, than these guys are in my, in my, in my universe. It is. Okay. So the thing is you're sitting around and they don't, it's like you, you join a draft to draft, right? You, you, that's what you, that's the whole point. I, I don't understand. You sign up for a draft to draft and then you're not even there when it starts. That's, I love that one. Okay. The draft time started and there's nobody there. 
Okay, and the clock's running down, and we're watching. I've done that. I've done that because I, I mean that's a good, that's a good, it, 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 we're, I mean, you know, there's a draft. What are you doing? Put it on auto for your first pick. You know, your your pick one one. Put it on auto for at least the first pick. Then it's like, you what if you're in you're the gonna, movie? What if you're in the movie theater and the draft starts and you don't get out of the movie until like the, the draft not filled yet? That's the in. best excuse you got. The movie theater excuse. You know, I, that's that's not, that actually happened to me once, and I got I autoed my first pick. <laughs> I, I autoed uh, Cody Bellinger from the eight spot. But would but wouldn't you but wouldn't you like say okay you're looking ahead saying I know I'm gonna be in a movie it's, it's like draft courtesy you, you set the damn auto pick for one. Yeah, like, you the can't set auto pick because the draft hasn't started yet it hadn't filled there's only like thirteen or fifteen people. Oh, so so the, so you're you're saying in the rare occurrence that the draft happens not only fill but the, but fab but but the uh, KBS, KBS runs and it yeah. starts. Yeah, all the time you're in the movie. What movie are you watching? Like you know uh, what, you know what epic are you watching? You know that's four <sighs> hours a four hour movie. I don't, I don't understand. Go, I, don't go, I don't go to movies that often. I forget what movie it was. Yeah, you probably do a double feature or something. I, I, they, no. that, that is like the most extreme, bizarre case, man, you're talking about. For no. the most part, there's no excuse to sign up for a draft and not be there to draft, you know, or let the clock run down. Or, or in today's technology, okay, you have, a, you have a smartphone, okay? Keep the draft open on your phone, on, on a tab, you know? You know, okay, <laughs> barring a movie, okay? The extreme stuff. But keep the draft open, be aware, and just track the damn thing. What not that I, hard. Not that hard to do. Shit, am I on the clock right now? We're doing so here, you. So you're in a draft right now. I'm, I'm on this podcast. You're taking my time to draft, make picks on my time now. No, I'm not. Time of the night? I'm not. I'm not on the clock. I just checked right, briefly. Right. You're. You. I could. I could check my phone for a second. I don't want to waste. Right. I don't think that's right. much. I don't think that's that terrible. Yeah. So I, I said before, I just don't understand why people do this, and that's why, like I said, I want to draft for people that want to draft. You know, yeah, you're there to draft, you know, and you're you in there. You always hear them know? say, oh, like, I saw, you signed up for a slow draft. That's what it is. But there's no there, – look, there's no such thing as a slow draft anymore, okay? There's, there, there, look at, there's no language that says anywhere on the, the NFBC or anywhere else, the slow draft was a thing of the past. I remember those days when it was an eight-hour clock, okay? That's why – that's why – those are brutal, and that's why I got to know players that wanted to draft fast. I never, we never took drafts. It took 15, 20 days to do. There was, there was never like that with the guys that I drafted with, right? But those days are over because they realize it makes no sense, you know, in the, the slower drafts are, first of all, the less drafts people do, okay? And you less money the company made. If I was running this company, why, I want these drafts to go as fast as possible. Why would you own a company and want people to draft less? Oh, and have less want teams. You draft more because, and you know, I, I said this earlier today, and you know, it might, it might not be the what the NFBC wants to hear, but the. Well, you're, I, oh, wait, you're going to say something controversial now, Zach? Whoa, take it well, easy, man. No, nah, it's not controversial. All right. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, but the more the more NFBC um, the DCs that happen, the the better it is for the NFBC because yeah, you can you maybe have a better chance of winning if you enter like. 15 NF, uh, DCs, but really your ROI is going to be uh, going to be reduced because because um, there's a fixed um, there's a fixed pot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your the payout is going to be a lower percentage of the the total money invested. The more DCs there are, so okay, yeah. It's in our collective best interest to do less DCs. However, it's in, it might be in your own individual best interest to do more DCs. It's a paradox. No, it's not because it, it, the, whole, the whole world should be about you, right? It, it, it should all be about you. We don't care about the collective, the collective whatever. We're about each individual, each individual person. You know, you should care about how many drafts you want to do or how many drafts. You can drafts turn this into an economics course here. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. So, but I said, so, you know, I'm not worried about the overall pool because there's too many more teams and then whatever. There's, a, there's an overall prize and that's what it is. And, you know, uh, in the DCs or whatever. But like I said, when you do drafts, you're there to draft drafts. Sign up for a draft and draft. Okay. And the shorter they've gotten, the better, the better it's gotten. You know, hey, I, as time goes on. Hey, I said that, but I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm, I'm more than 10 deep and I'll probably be more than 20 deep by the time March comes around. So, yeah. Who, who the hell wants to, anybody, anybody like to wait? I mean, who says, oh, I love waiting. This is great. Waiting's great. That's, that's, it's interesting to me. If you want to wait, go play fantasy chess. You know, if you want to go wait, do that. Go play fantasy NASCAR or some other stupid ass sport like that. And that's out there. If so you're saying gonna, if waiting's you're, not fun. Yeah. You tell you, if there's something, if there's something fun about it, I'm missing, tell me. All right. Cause I, I never, I never had any fun waiting. Do you have fun <laughs> waiting to make your picks? I, I, I enjoy making picks, not waiting for people to make their damn picks. Okay. Cause your picks don't matter. Mine do. <laughs> that's the attitude you have to have, right? You don't give a rat's ass about anybody else. Oh, great. I'm so glad this guy's, you know, whatever. No, you want, when your pick comes up, that's the most important thing. It's like, ah, Christmas morning's here. I got to, I get to open my yeah, gifts now. It's that rush. Get to me. It's that rush. It's yeah. while on the clock. All right. So as I said before, it's much, it's much better when people are in any, and anybody who's done a fast DC with me, I've never had a person say to me, oh, that was too fast. I hated it. That we made so many picks so quickly. Never. Because anybody that does that, they love it. You know, they love it that way. All right. It's just more people should be, you know, aware that the faster you draft, the more, and I get people have certain lives that restrict that and they should be, let them be on those kind of drafts. Go in, but don't go into a four hour draft. And I love these people that get on the boards and complain that, oh, it's taking forever. Well, you know, you're the idiot that jumped into a four hour draft, man. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, you're, you're <laughs> that's, gonna that's a good point. You know, it only takes, it only takes one dude, two dudes in there, one guy and they, you know, that's it, you know? You know, you get the guy that in the turn, you go, oh, I'll make one pick now and I got another four hours and things like that, fun stuff like that. And things you want to just, you know, just want to, you know, urge to kill rising as you go along here, you know? I mean, that's the thing. So I don't, I don't want to be in those kind of drafts with people. That's so funny. I'm in a draft, not an NFBC draft right now. And somebody comes on and goes into the chat and he goes, hey, guys, he's on the turn, so he has two picks. He's like, I'll make both my picks in an hour, an hour and a half. And he can leave. <laughs> he, annou- he announces I'm making yeah. picks and I'll come back in an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a guy I, I would find out where he lives and go to his house, you know, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I could. If I, if I knew that, I, I'd, I'd go to his house and show up. Yeah, know? make him make him a nice dinner. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. We'd have a little discussion about you know, your, your draft philosophy, you know, and how to be, how to be, a, how to be a league douchebag. That's basically what it is. Yeah, that basically. You know, so, basically. so I know you're like a vault. You're not going to give away your strategy or guys, but I'm trying to make this uh, podcast helpful to people that want to learn from – successful people so uh, people uh, can we go through some players you're avoiding at least these aren't your, yeah, these aren't uh, your yeah. I, I look yeah they're, they're you know, i have guys. guys that i've avoid and and i'm sure you like there's players right. that you never you're never going to draft and, and maybe get, go through your thoughts as to why well look the, look there's there's guys you know i i any this is not this is common sense i mean you should want to minimize risk especially in the first several rounds right i mean this is there's so many great players to be had there why would you want to roll the dice like that early in a draft you know and, and shoot yourself in the foot by taking a risk on a certain player. There are certain players that either that have either fucked me enough times that I'm not going to continue to get fucked by, number one, okay? They can go do it to somebody else. And, of course, and if they happen to break out the year that I don't pick them, more power to you. You're a genius if you happen to get them that, on that year, right? Uh, but, an example of that? Like Syndergaard, perfect example, okay? Mm. Still going in the fifth round. Still, I, I, what is it going to take for people to understand there's some, he's a head job. Okay, I'm a Mets fan. Okay, I watched the dude pitch. I was okay? at Shea, you know what? I was at Shea his first his debut, and when he, he nailed Carlos Gomez in the head. Yeah, 
Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I, I used to have cities. I used to have season tickets uh, to Shea Stadium years ago. Uh, and yeah, I was uh, down there. Yeah. I was down there for a wedding in New York, and yeah, I, went, I caught the game where you first pitched. No, the, the first the, home the, game. The, the, you know, when you, when you have a guy of that physical stature with those kind of that number of pitches and whatever, and you watch the guy pitch, you know, and he goes to 0-2 on everybody, and he can, and, and how many 0-2 hits does the guy lead up? If you watch this guy pitch every damn time, you can call it. He's going to let up some shit hit or he's going to groove one or whatever. It's like, or a guy gets on base and he falls apart. Can't pitch with a guy on base to save his life. They'll run all over him, you know, run like mad. You know, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. He's, he's a player. I won't, I won't, I I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I'm going to, I would, I'm gonna, I would seriously consider if drafting Jonathan VR in the second round, just for the sake of the number of games, he's going to be running against Syndergaard because he's going to steal five, <laughs> six bases a game. He, he, he'll steal 60 bases on Syndergaard alone throughout the course <laughs> of the year, playing, playing him 19 times. If he gets on base, it's over. It's steal second, steal third, maybe even home. Every time, you know, <laughs> just for VR being in the same. When I, when I saw VR go into that, when he signed with the Marlins, went to the Marlins, I said, oh, this is great. You know, this is going to be perfect for Syndergaard. There, there's, there, you, just, you can just bump VR 10 plus stolen bases right there. So if you had him projected for 40, he's going to steal 50 because he's in the same division as Syndergaard. No doubt. Wow. That's... You, you, go at the end of the year and see how many stolen bases Jonathan VR has against Syndergaard. How many do you think that's? How many think he's going to steal on him this year? Alone, well, he, he probably plays him like three or four times. It, yeah, at least right. They he's play got, nineteen times. He's, he's, he's got to get on base. He's got. He plays him three or four times. Four times four is sixteen. So he's on base maybe like four times. So he's got um, eight to ten steals alone. <laughs> he's going to steal two. <laughs> he's going to steal second and steal third every time on him. Okay, but, but the guy again like said the guy's got. A, he, he's a head job, you know. And okay, does he? Could he? Could he break out and be a, a dominant? Yeah, he has all the skills in the world to do that. Is he going to be on my team doing it this year? No, he's not. You know, now if you let him fall to me in the seventh round, and he's still sitting out there for some reason, and I need a, but they're a third starter for a second, maybe. Everyone's right? got a price, right? Everybody's got a price. Sure, I'm not going to be stupid and say I'm never going to draft the dude, but not where he's going. No, right? so I, I agree but, with that. I I won't draft Syndergaard this year either. Yeah, you know? um, and, and and I'll give you and I'll give you two others since you're, you're you're so nice and whatever that I don't really care about. Even I'll, then I'll just tell you. You know, I can tell you that for the price he's going at this year, you know, I will never. Have uh, Stanton. I'm like Giancarlo Stanton on any one of my teams. Okay, I, I agree. There's just, just there's just no way in the fifth round. It's like I don't care. You you, you want to strike goal? You think he's going to hit 60 homer? More power to you. Okay. The guy I was on, I was on Drew. I was in Drew Morris's podcast yet, uh, yesterday, and we went through avoids in the first five, four rounds, and Stanton was one of my avoids. Yeah, because is the guy? Hey, look, and I look. I know something about training. Okay, from bodybuilding and from training and muscular. The guy is a freak of nature. I get it. Okay, but some guys have the, they, they can play that way, and some guys can't, you know. And he's one of those guys. If it all lines up and whatever, but you know, with, with, uh, one twist, no bleak, this that, he's done. Okay, and I, I just not I'm not rolling the dice on that guy. There's, especially in this power era that we live in, you can get your power. You know, it's not like you oh you're not gonna get power anywhere else, right? And that's what you're drafting him for. So yeah. you know, so okay, good. You think he's gonna be the you know he's gonna have a year like McGuire? Okay, great. Go ahead, more power to you. More than likely, depending upon where he's going right now, which is in five, 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 fifth round, I'm not taking him. Not taking yeah, him. I'm with you, you know? Mike. And, and, and the other guy that, that I still inexplicably just don't get, that people are drafting like almost like an ace or a, or a number two, you know, as a pitcher, is Corey Kluber. Okay? What, what, before he busted his arm, okay, you tell me what people were what, – what, what, what was happening with him before he broke his arm? Okay? Last did, year? Did, did, do we see how his skills were going to eroding and how he was getting hit and what was happening to him? We see that every the, year, though. I, I'm disagreeing on this one. No, no. The, the, I'm, I'm going to mark my word, okay? You're going you're to be disappointed with Corey Kluber this year. Mark my word, 
okay? The guy was on the downswing beforehand. He was on the downswing before he got hurt. Okay, what price right? are you talking about, though? Where do you think? Where, oh, he's still, he's still going. I still, again, he's still fifth round. No, fifth round, fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth at the latest. Okay, I've got, I've got still, him in. I've got him in like the eighth round. Yeah, because you're drafting with idiots. Okay, that's the problem. Okay, wait, there, if you, but you're, you're drafting you're two different things though, because they're they're idiots for letting him fall that far. But yeah, wait, wait, you don't yeah, draft wait, him? Okay, look, if you if you're gonna if there's a if you said you said anybody has a price, the place will go. Whatever it goes late enough, you take him. Like if you take Kluber in the eighth round, he already got a couple. And he's your third starter. Okay. Yeah, I haven't okay. missed my third starter. Okay, so there's not that much risk there. But if you're drafting as your is your is your first as an ace or a second, okay, I, I wouldn't do it. Do it do it at that point. But again, everybody has a price. Sure, if you want, I, if he's still sitting down there in the eighth ninth round, okay, fine, I'll draft Corey Gluber. Yeah, right. Absolutely. At that point. Yeah. But but I'm but I'm just saying to you, where where what was his skill? His skill sets were on the down were on the downswing across the board. Okay, before last well, year, last, before last year, he's never had a bad year though. I understand, but did you see what you see the what was it? Go look yeah, at the, the, the analytics. Go go look at all the numbers of him, where, and he was on the downswing, and 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 he he, he was. He was, he was on, on the downswing starting was, in 2018. He, was, he still had a sick was, year. Yeah, okay, uh, but toward the end of the year, you saw how he was how he's struggling and falling off, right? And then then this year, then that then 2019 started, and it wasn't great, okay. Uh-huh. And then what happened? He got hurt, all right. And now he's coming back from what kind of injury? I mean, as I said before, broken forearm, and then there was something else, right? The arm, the the operative word there was arm. Okay, <laughs> so you know, you know, that's the thing. So as I said before, like I said, I I, I get it. I love it's the. Not a, I, it's I, not a ligament, though. I've had Kluber before. Like I've had him before. I love the guy. He's won some leagues for me and stuff like that. I'm just not touching him this year. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hooking my my horse to that wagon, thinking that he's gonna he's gonna be uh you know a top flight pitcher. So what, just not one of the guys it. I'll tell you. One of the guys I'm avoiding this year is Max Scherzer. Okay, and that's just because I'm looking at him at the end of last year. I saw him in the playoffs, just watching him in the playoffs. He was gutting. He was gutting through the World Series, but he had five strikeouts in five innings. Um, his, I think, at least two of the last five years, his WHIP has been extremely high in the second half. Um, I know people are are shitting on Flaherty because he had like an unsustainable second half, but uh, they're trying to weigh his first half more importantly. I think you can say the same argue, argument could be made for Scherzer in the reverse. Yeah, but I but I would tell you I'm a lot less concerned about Scherzer. Like, like Scherzer's got a certain you know uh, uh, mental factor to him. You know, there's a mental thing about Scherzer. Like they'll kind of like he's got like you know something like you know, I mean like I'm not like I'm a huge Kershaw fan. Okay, I think he's another one on the downturn and whatever. But Scherzer still got something, you know, and he's still going to give you an, he's still worthy if you don't take him in the first round, the second round pick, you know, that's there. You know, you're not really I don't you know anybody can get hurt. Uh, granted, the neck thing and whatever, but the guy's a gamer. You know he plays, and you know he still put up great numbers, even for all his all his uh, limitations last year. So I'm not gonna. I believe me, I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to, to draft Scherzer. You know I'm not gonna pick him as my first. I I understand what you mean, but I have a lot less fear about Scherzer than I do like a Kluber, or 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 a Kershaw, for sure. Kershaw last year was totally off Kershaw. This year his price is not as bad. I don't think. I mean, he could be going around the same time, but I'm. I was totally off of him last year. It was just too much too much risk for me. Right. For for Kershaw. Um, another guy, um, the one other guy I'm completely off is Mondesi just because of the risk and just, I feel like he can get injured. Uh, he already is. He is injured. Dude, it's boomer bust. You're right. And it's a shoulder and it's a subluxations and subluxations happen. A lot, and when you get subluxations, your shoulder, they're prone to happen more often, you know, and if you're diving into bases constantly, landing on your shoulder all the time, head first, you, you, every time you're going to be winston, every time he does it now, but he's also the guy who could be a game changer. Right, and you're right. That's the you. You could be a guy. You're going to get 60, 70 stolen bases. About you don't know. 
but he's going to but you're going to, in order to do that, you're going to have to put your toe in the water a second or third round to do that. Yeah. You know? Just too, and much, I, too, too high of a price. You can find, I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather draft a lot of a, a player with more balance, a balanced skill set. They can get me 10, 15 stolen bases and, and go up because you're, you're going to, you're, you're just forfeiting all the, the home run RBI, uh, home runs and RBIs, they're not, they're not as easy to recover from them. As, as well, his batting average, is not, there's no guarantee on his batting average either. His contact skills were in question before as well, too. So, I mean, I like, I like him, you know, I know a lot of people that love him, and I understand why the allure is, but I guess I'm, I'm just leery about him. I don't have him anywhere yet. I know I'm not saying I'm never going to have him, but like I said, I'm, con- I'm concerned about that. Yeah, you know? See, and I think um, conversely or similarly, I don't know what you want to you can use either of those words, Joey Gallo is somebody else I'll never draft in, these, in this format. Yeah, and he's he's this year's darling for a lot of people, you know, yeah. because of the way he started his year. And and again, I don't have him anywhere yet. Had him last year. He didn't help me until he was great until he got hurt at this point. But I'd rather take I'd rather take a, a Matt Olson, you know, than get Joey, than a Joey Gallo, you know, from from oh, yeah, around Matt, early, Matt Olson's going for a round earlier. Point. It's a round earlier. Matt Olson's in the fifth, and Gallo will go in the sixth. Yeah, you're right. So that's how it'll go. So, I mean, so as I said before, I said, but this is where you said, but again, this is where a lot of it's feel too. A lot of people have feel for certain things. Like, as I said before, and, and, I, and I'll say this right now. I, I, and I heard this debate about, you know, um, going back and forth about um, Donaldson and, and Sano. Okay. Look, you, you want to take it. People are loving Donaldson. Uh, first of all, how old is he? Number one. And where did he just sign? Let's remember where Donaldson just signed. Where, where, what team did he just sign up, sign for? What team is he playing for now? Okay, so let's talk about Minnesota for a minute. Okay, and the, the and last I checked, there's no dome in Minnesota. It's an outdoor. It's cold as shit. That's out there, and he's got calf problems. Okay, you know it's only it's only going to take one quick turn, and he, he's 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 shot. Okay, there. This is not Atlanta. This is this is Minnesota. <laughs> it's a different story. It's freaking cold as shit in April in 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 Minnesota. Okay, and I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about his agent. I'm not saying he's not a great player. Okay. But if I had a choice between Sano or Donaldson, I would probably go in Sano than Donaldson, you know? Yeah, like straight, straight up? Sano's, but Sano's been very injury prone in the past. Too, I, 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 I get it, but he's, but he's younger and he, and he hasn't hit his, he hadn't hit his ceiling yet. You, 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 are we going to get – do you think we're going to – we've already hit ceiling for, for, uh, for Donaldson. Is Donaldson going to have – is Donaldson going to hit 40 homers with 120 RBIs and three – he's not. He's not. Okay. So he'll have a good season. He, he, he can he'll hit, he could hit 30 homers, 30 some odd homers, and 80, 90, 100. Okay, but great. But there's a lot of guys that can do that around the, around that same time. I, I just I said I like he's if the, the price is right, you know I might jump on that. I don't have to have Donaldson though. So you're, you're, you probably don't use the projections much, eh? The projections? What do you mean yeah, in terms like, of looking like steamer, like ATC? No, I don't look. I don't look at all the steamer and all this kind of stuff like that. No, I mean no, I, I, I can there. tell because you, Stanton, Stanton, and Donaldson are just gods on steamer. Great, and, and steamer is not. I don't see steamer drafting at the NSBC draft tables at all. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't see them there. You know, I don't. I don't. How many? How many drafts did steamer win last year? I, I'm just <laughs> help me out. Okay? I, don't know, I don't. I don't know his actual name. Is it John Steamer? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know who he is. Okay, you know. I don't, I don't know. The, Maybe, it's, maybe his name is Cleveland Steamer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Urban, urban, urban sex reference lost on a younger audience. Okay? No, no, I got it. I got okay. it. But okay. um, yeah. don't look up Cleveland. Anybody listening right now, go, don't go look up the, what a Cleveland Steamer is, okay? <laughs> right there. But I have some kids go, Ma, go look up a Cleveland Steamer online. Yeah, in, your, in your deck, you'll, you'll see a picture of Corey Kluber. Yeah, exactly. He's the Cleveland Steamer <laughs> right? of the thing. 
But um, but again, a lot of people, like I said, they have their people they like, and they have their people there for, for various reasons to get a feel for it. And you could be wrong. I could be wrong, right? Yeah. You know. And, and and the thing is, you what you want to do is you want to be right more than you're wrong. That's how that's what it comes down to be. You know, like a couple of years ago, a story, you know, Trevor Story made me a shit ton of money. You know, but you, you, it's it's like being on the right player at the right time. On you catch him on the right time. You know, you catch him on the right year. That's what it's all about, right? You get him on their peak year, their blowout year, their blow up year. That's what you want to do. A lot of Devers last year. I, I drafted Devers a lot in fifth round last year, fifth, sixth round. He was going later yeah. in the fifth, I thought. He was. Yeah, well, I, yeah, but, I, but as I said before, if you wanted to get him by the time I was doing the live events, you know, in any draft I was in, he was fifth, sixth, you had to take him in the fifth, sixth round. Mm, I see. But so it just depends what, you know, what leads you're drafting. And like if you said before, you know, I see a lot of these non-NFBC formats. So you're thinking, well, if you'd, I, I got him on fan tracks in a $50 league in the 10th round. Okay, It's not happening in an NFBC league. Maybe even in a, even in a high in a, in a in a top flight DC that I mean because the guys I draft with in DCs these are top players. Then you're not going to get him. You got to remember in these DCs in the NFBC, you're also seeing players that didn't perform good going higher as well. Like right, because they, because these because because these guys the the ex the great players have short term memories. Okay, they don't go oh well, it was bad you whatever they they look and see and they check they you know they they have a, they analyze it and say okay you know they they don't they forget they can forget last year and say you know what. You know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back on this guy. I'm not gonna give up on him for one bad year, you know, uh, at that point. So they, 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 they'll, and they'll take him. And there's a lot of guys like that you'll see in these drafts. Like, you know, you see, you see, Luis Severino is a perfect example of that. Okay, guy pitched. What do you? How many innings did he pitch last year? Okay, and in every, every DC yeah. I've done, Severino's not going in later than the third or the fourth round. Right? This year? Yeah, fourth round. Uh, I got him in the fifth, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, fifth yeah. round. I mean, that, that's like, you know. For an NFBC draft, that's great if you got him in the fifth round. But he's he's, he's gone. He's gone. That might have been, been the that might have been the uh, Roto Wire, which is a twelve. Yeah, twelve team. team. Yeah, fifteen yeah. team. Yeah, I got him. I got him in the fifth and a twelve team. Yeah, yeah. So fifteen Lee Lee's going in the fourth round. He's not getting out of the fourth round. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Guy, guys, guys, a phenomenal pitcher. Or whatever you know, he had a lat. You know, I mean, he had something similar to what Clevenger did, but Clevenger's going in the second round. No fear there. All right. Yeah. But uh, and you know, and Severino. I mean, got to believe. I would say he's just as good a pitcher. And, what about, about Glasnow? You put him in that sort of category with Severino. Look, I, I, again, I had Glasnow is, is is tough call for me because he he could have cost me the ultimate last year, you know, because I had Glasnow in a lot of leagues and I had him in the ultimate too, and I had him, you know, uh, I I had my three top pitchers in that league were Garrett Cole, Chris Sale, Tyler Glasnow. Okay, so if I didn't have yeah, like one and a half of the three, yeah, yeah, if I didn't have you know Sale did that what he did and then and then Glasnow got hurt because the way Glasnow was going, he would have made up for Sale. You know, I probably could have won that league this past year. You know? Yeah, I had, so, I had a lot of I had a lot of glass down last year too. You know, and and you and you and you could get him at a really great price. Tenth round, I think he was like tenth round in a lot of NFBC, NFBC drafts. I don't if remember. Memory serves me correct. It was something like around the tenth round to get a guy, a guy like glass now. I remember I was getting him everywhere, but I was fading him in all the quality start leagues because I play home leagues with quality starts instead of wins, and he was actually amazing in those leagues too. So I was mad at myself for fading him in those. Yeah, well, look, like I said glass now is a great. I, I don't have him anywhere this year yet. If it comes to the right, but again, he's another guy, fourth, fifth round, right at this point. So I got him in the, the one that I'm in right now. I got him in the six. I went with four hit, went with four hitters in a row, and then I didn't get a pitcher till no, no, no. You're right. I got him in the fifth, and I got Bauer in the sixth. Right. So um, it's it's just so it's like I said, he could, could he be? Yeah, he's the guy you can speculate. I'm a great guy, you know. But again, you're worried about the kind of injury he had, and you know, what is it? He's another forearm, you know, 
warning signs of like major injury there, you know, guy, guy, I'd like to see him come back in spring, see how he does. And like, we haven't had spring training yet. And that's, a, that's another thing a lot of these guys do in terms of getting prepared, you know, watch a lot of spring training games, watch these guys, just watch the, the you know, the, the, they pass the, they pass the visual, the eye test, you know, and watching a lot of these games, you know, what's going on with spring training, with a lot of these guys and what's yeah, happening with that's them. Gonna, that's going to change the complexion of these draft boards a lot once you get for, into, yeah, for sure. In the next couple you know, of weeks. That's why I love, that's why I love getting into the early ones. Now, um, you, like you talked about uh, being a bodybuilder and getting into nutrition and, and, and um, just relating it to like players like Stanton. Now, I want to ask you about, um, I want to get back into Sano a little bit and right. Kettle Marte, because to me, those guys, well, first of all, Kettle Marte's on, in MLB.com, he's listed at 160 pounds and there's no fucking way he's 160 pounds. That guy's jacked. And right. so, and Sanola is looking a lot better. So do you ever look at stuff like that? Because honestly, I do. Um, well, the physical fitness of certain players. I mean, yeah, because you can physically see that these players are like in better shape. And people say, uh, when Ray was on, Ray Butler on the, on the other night, he said that Sano has a bad body. Um, I don't, and I think he followed it up by uh, well, backtracking a little bit on that because I think he's right. in, in better shape. But, but. Well, well, how good a body did, 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 did uh, David Ortiz have? Okay. He, he wasn't, he wasn't buff. He was a big, he was just a, he was just a big bulky dude. Okay? Same, with that Edwin, same with Nelson Cruz. And Nelson Cruz. But, but, but my philosophy is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, like I, I, I can tell you two players that I guarantee you were on something that didn't get caught or the, or the, or the MLB looked the other way are uh, Ortiz and Nelson Cruz. There is no doubt. Well, Nelson there Cruz is no, was caught. Okay. Yeah, he was caught. Okay. So whatever he's doing, he's doing it. He's doing it really well at Hyden because, you know, you're not 40 years old and doing what he's doing. Go look at, look, look statistically how many players in history have put up those kind of numbers at his age. That weren't roided, roided, not vir- virtually none. Yeah. Not virtually none. Okay. So something's going on there. Obviously, whether he's got a way to, he's got it, whatever he's got, he's using, you know, and wherever he's, whatever, how he's dodging or whatever. But he's got, he didn't just find the fountain of youth. Okay. And having a body like that and be able to put up that kind of, you know, uh, numbers. Those, well, his body, numbers. he's not as bad as Ortiz. Well, not bad. He, he was not, he's, he's in better shape than Ortiz was, and yeah, he's also yeah. in better shape than Eddie is. Right. So and look at I said Ortiz another one. I mean, a lot, we all love Poppy, Big Poppy. But again, the guy was an icon. Everybody in baseball loved them and everything else. I have a tendency to think that that guy we kind of like they they look the other way <laughs> on that particular one. But you look at his career. When did his career take off? Again, what well, that latter Barry Bonds path of his career? You know, when all when all the numbers started jack, jacking up, what yeah, he was he, doing. Yeah, he kept hitting you know? more and more home runs every year. Yeah, how, how did that happen? You know, when that, that, that's, that, that, that's not usually how it goes for the most part there. But well, um, on, on the other side of it, you look at, like, I'm surprised you're on Devers because Devers and, and J-Ram, they don't look like they're athletes. They don't look like they yeah. steal. Yeah, but they're young. But, they, but they're, with youth, it's a, it's a young man's game, you know, right now. It's a, and it's getting younger, you know, whereas, you know, it used to be like, you know, well, 27's peak year. I bet that's going down now. You know, yeah. these guys are peaking earlier and earlier. So I like the younger guys you know, at this point. So they, and they can play through some shit and compensate at a younger age. I mean, they're Vlad, gonna Vlad's in better shape this year. There's some yeah, room. I know the best shape of my life. Arguably, I heard that one before a million times. With yeah, Vlad, you're, again, you're, not, but, you're not buying it. I'm not buying it until I see it, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. some people take longer to develop. Some guys take longer to develop. That's not instantaneous. He's you one know, of those guys that, that are too much risk for the price. Yeah. He's look, he's a bad fielder. You know, and it's uh, out there, and he's got a bad body. He's got. A, we've heard all the different issues. We've heard it time and time again. Not that he's got all the talent in the world. No doubt, the guy could hit, right? No doubt about that. But maybe you know he should be DHing. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I just think there's a lot of you know from where he's going in the third a third round. I'm looking at draft right now. I just went in the third round, third fourth round. 
To me, wow. there's so many other great players I'd rather have in the third round. I'm just not going to get them because I'd rather have so many other other players in in the, in the third or fourth round than him. Were you on him no. last year? No, I didn't take him anywhere, anywhere last year. And because it would get, he just kept going up and up and up. It's one of those, you know, I hate to use the word helium because that, that, that word is being way overused in the industry right now. But it was just got to the point where like, it's like ridiculous. The guy hasn't played the game in the major leagues, you know, at this point. So, I mean, you're going you're gonna to take, take a second round pick or a third round pick for a guy having stepped on a major league field at his age and whatever. I mean, that's like, you know, even Trout didn't, you know, came out when he didn't have that kind of success out of the gate, you know. And you, would you, you know, so, you know, hindsight being 2020, but still, I mean, it just goes, I, I just wouldn't take that kind of risk at that point. It's all about mitigating risk to a certain degree. You want to be the, I'm not trying to be the smartest guy. And, oh, look, I proved to you. I took, I took Guerrero and he ended up being like, whatever. Well, if that if he was so smart, you should have taken Tatis if that was the case, you know, because he was the pick, you know, at that point last year. If that was the case, you yeah. just don't know. You don't know who who the guy's going to come up in, or 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 a Bichette or until until he hurt until he got the you know he, you know he got hurt. You know, there's guys like that, you know that you know you just don't know. You don't know, you know what's going to what's going to bust out. But I'm not I'm not going to you know like another one this, this year's darling is going to be Lewis Robert, you know now that he now that he signed that contract and he's going to start properly. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But again, yeah. hasn't played hasn't played a single game. signing, right? Hasn't played a whole bunch of leagues before he signed, right? But you didn't get him. But you're not gonna. But you're not gonna get him. in, in, in by the time by the time this the, the, these live events roll around, you, what are you gonna pay him? You're gonna pay a six round price for him. You're gonna he pay a fifth, round? fifth in my current draft. There you go. Fifth round. He's already in the fifth round. Still hasn't stepped foot in a base in a major league baseball field yet. Okay, and we've heard all the metrics, right? How, you know, about his, his game is not a complete, he's got all the raw talent in the entire world, right? And, and, and all these physical gifts that he's got, right? But there's still a lot of problems in his game, a lot of holes in his game still at this age, right? I think so, it's because of stolen bases of this year. This year, there seems to be a panic over stolen bases, and people right. want to make sure they get them early. And he, like, at the very least, he's going to be a source of that, people feel. Right. right. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot of other guys that I that I could research and tell you. And I'm not going to name on on the sh- on the show right now that I would looking at that I would take and, and I can get my stolen bases what later. The, what are the odds our 30 listeners are going to be in a draft with you? What'd you say? Our 30 listeners. Your, the 30 listeners. Are, 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 are you afraid of? Well, 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 I said your your, listen, your your listenership. Once it gets out there that I've been on your show, your listenership's going to probably be in the thousands very quickly. Exactly. Okay. You know, I'm just trying. Try I'm trying to massage the guest here. Okay. Yeah, trying to make. Yeah. I'm trying to make you feel more comfortable. You know. I've, I've yeah, already got you talking. From what about I've heard from voice. you so far. From what I've oh, heard. Okay. From you're so gonna far, make a massage joke. Okay. I, I don't want you massaging me. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. But um. But anyway, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what, the, what where we left off. But what else? What where where are we going from here? How long uh, we been on the air? How long we been on the air for? About an hour fifteen, I think. How long? An hour and fifteen. Dude, man, you're gonna have to really come up with some. I better get some kind of nice gift for this hour and 15 minutes. This is the hour. This, this has been the hour and 15 minutes of the best content you ever had on so far. If you attend the show, well, right? the last the last little while have been good. We've been, we've been actually talking some players. I think that's what people tune into. But I think it's I think it's been a great show. Is um, there any other players you want to talk about in particular, or what else you want to talk about before well, we? We can't talk this. about your guys because your like lips are sealed. So um, yeah. Not, not that anybody, not, not that anybody cares about my guys, because the, the the general mantra among the NFPC is like to bust my chops or whatever. Is that you know, you know, I I, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm not good. I'm not a good player. I'm the I'm the butt end of the jokes. That's great. Keep thinking that way. It's perfect. So, I love I love being underestimated. It, it works out great for me. Do you want to talk know? about anyone that you you're getting like real late in these DCs that you're targeting? Real late in these yeah, DCs. Yeah, like in, in round forty to fifty. 
Uh, let, me, let me scroll. <laughs> let me scroll down and see why I picked it around. Any, like maybe maybe someone that's not like your top secret guy. You know what? I'm 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 the same way. I'm I've I've talked about a couple guys I really like, and I'm kind of want and I kind of wish I didn't. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how many people have listened to this or care there, what there, I say. There's, not, there's probably not a single earth shattering guy. I'm looking at this thread I just did, but between 40 and 50 rounds, oh wow, that's a that's a really a uh, insightful thing. But um, I'm just trying to look here. And say, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just uh, you know I, I mean I I can tell you who's getting devalued a lot that you know I don't think it'd be a bad pickup. You know, we don't know where he's going to end up or what's going to happen. He's not signed yet and everything else. But I don't know why all of a sudden he's on the shit list for everybody. He's Domingo Santana. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know why he's everybody, he's having everybody's dog out. What did he do that was so freaking bad? Okay, we understand. He's not, he's not, he's not, a, he's not a great, he's not a great fielder. Okay. But if he hooks on as a DH somewhere in the American League, why can't he hit 30 homers and still 10 bases? Done it before. He's almost done that before. You I don't know? know where he's going. Where's he going on? He's, he's like, he's like the 25th round. I mean, it's like, come on. I mean, is he that? Oh, when did he become such shit? Everybody loved Domingo Santana last year. They loved him, you know. And what was the stats for last year? They weren't terrible, you know. He puts up a little better than he did last year. It'd be worth it. Twenty fifth round. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, twenty four. I mean, come on. I mean, as a fifth outfielder or 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 a, or a backup. I, I mean, I mean, come on. There's a guy that's got power and power and speed, and he, you know, he ends up yes. in the right place. Ends up in the right place. It could be a boon. He, he could be this last year's bust that ends up being the boon this year, a year later. Right? What is he? Twenty-seven. He's in his prime. Still, I think he's twenty-seven. Right? I think he's something like that. Yeah. So that sounds that know. sounds right. I mean, no, so another like, another thing that I don't. That, um, you have anyone else? No, you give me. Go ahead. You you talk. Your, give, give me your insights. Your your your, your players. <laughs> so well, my players. Well, I've talked. Some of the players, like well, one of them is Alex Cobb, going in the six fifties, just because he's going to get you the volume of innings. I think if he, as long as he's healthy, which it seems like it, him going that late is. The price is right for him. He's one, he's one of my later guys. Um, Tyler, these are all guys I've talked about before, so whatever. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, catcher on the Reds. Tucker Barnhart, shit. Um, they didn't go and get a catcher, um, so I think he could be. I think he can make a difference at a thin position there. Um, also, another Stevenson on the Reds, Robert Stevenson. I don't know. I don't know how much I trust um, uh, Iglesias this year. Like. I tend to target. I tend to target specific closers, and which one, and stay away from certain ones. And Glacis is one of them. One of the ones I would stay away from because uh, I think Stevenson and, and what's his name, Amir Garrett, are very good. Um, for just talking like late guys, who am I getting? Um, None of these guys are. If you notice that they're not. They're not knocking me off. I don't want to see here right no. now that you're telling me right out this later the thing. So uh, what, do you, what do you, if they, if they were going to knock you off your seat, you would have, you'd be, you'd be <laughs> drafting the 30 round in round 30. Right. Um, so. um, yeah, no, um, uh, what I was going to, what, what I was going to get into, I wasn't, I wasn't going to talk about any of my particular guys, but I, what, what uh, situation I always find challenging to navigate is that Colorado log jam. So you got Hilliard, you got Brian, Brendan Rogers, you got, uh, Hampson, um, I always I'm struggling to figure out when to draft these guys, which ones to draft. Um, right. You got McMahon and you got even Tapia, so that's that's always a challenging situation to 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 uh, to know how much you want to pay for those guys. Yeah, well, I'm, or, not, or, I'm not. Or or just to completely avoid that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't see like I said, people keep talking about Tapia. I don't see Brendan Rodgers being what he's supposed to be. You know, something's going on there from what I see, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd much rather invest in like a Hampson or a Hilliard. Um, kind of situation over there. I mean, obviously people can hit in that ballpark if they get the chance, but um, 
you know, I'm not all like, oh, great. I'm a huge Brendan Rogers guy. Something's going on there that whether with the team or what he is or whatever. He, got, he had a bad injury at the end of last year too, his shoulder, yeah. right? On top of that too. So, you know, so I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, there aren't guys I have to have or think that this is going to be, I'm going to target those guys because they're Rockies and, and whatever. So, but. Um, One guy I think that might be shooting at the board soon is Carlos Martinez because of the news that he wants to be a starter. So I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why he was going so low in the, to begin with because he was, he, he's, he's the closer or he's like, if he's a starter, I sort of see him in the range of like Jose Barrios. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, as I said before, how was he doing before, before they, you know, as a starter, you know, was he on the down, on the downturn there? You know what I mean? How much the mileage on the arm? I mean, I, I don't know how, how, I, mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, you know, the last time he was a starter, but it's been a long time since he was a starter. Right. At this yeah. point. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe because people are kind of stuck in the middle where, where what's it going to be? What are you going to get there? I mean, closers overall are getting pushed down more this year. I think people finally learned their lesson about, you know, you can, you know, get closers, you know, you're not, you know, and, and get them in the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th round, you know, and some yeah, top guys. Nice, nice. Nice for a change, you yeah. know, that you're not, you know, you're not forced to, you know, make a pick to compete with saves like that early anymore. So, it's, it's, it's different every draft. You got to play, you got to play that run, I think. But but again, who who really? I guess after after the 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 the, the double whammy of the trying to end with Diaz disaster last year, I think people have said learned learned that you know I'm not going to you know invest in a closer that early, you know, uh, and uh, with more and more saves being spread around and more and more people getting the jobs and guys busting out every year, I just think people are getting to the point where I'm not going to go all in on closers that early. So, so in that case, would you go for a quantity approach? Just grab a bunch of like good relievers late, like in rounds thirty to forty. If I'm doing, if I'm look, if I'm doing a DC draft, it's a different story. If I'm doing a, if I'm doing a main event, if you if you're going to compete in the overall, you know, like and, and I don't ever go into a main event league saying I want to win the league. You know, I, I'm drafting every one of my main event teams like I'm trying to shoot for the I'm trying to shoot for the overall title, right? Yeah. And if I and and if I fall short and win the league, great. Fantastic. Okay. But that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting to do. So I, every one of my teams is going to have to have a couple of closers coming out of, out of the, uh, out of the draft. Doesn't mean yeah. I'm going to get the right closers or, or I'm going to hit on them, you know, or whatever, or, or I'm going to step in shit and get Shane green like last year, you know, <laughs> who saved like 40 of the first 40 games that the Brickin Tigers played. doesn't mean that, that that always happens, drives you crazy when that happens, you yeah. know, when that, uh, when that occurs and every year there's someone like that. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't you know, have any of him last year, but I don't want to, I don't want to walk away for the draft, you know, having maybe one and then you, oh, and I've heard the philosophy where you get one guy and then you mine the other one and you spend two, three months and how much of your fab doing that. And by, finding, by the time you do that, you can't make up, you can't catch up, you know, in, in save. So I, I want to walk out of there trying to, in most of my league to have a, a couple of closers, you know, uh, at that point, but it's a question of where you're going to get them. And every league, every draft is different and everything, you know, you gotta, you don't, you don't know when you walk in. And how it's all yeah. going to work out. Yeah, so, for sure. So, I, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I see that. Uh, I guess my version of your Domingo Santana on the pitching side would be, um, for me, Taiwan Walker, because he doesn't have a team yet. Um, there's a couple of places I can, I can see him going to, but I think he's a little bit undervalued right now because of just not having a team. Yeah, and what's it, what's it going to cost you to speculate on him? You know, Around 30th, round, 30th yeah. round pick? I mean, yeah. wh why not? You know, yeah. why not at that point? So. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, another guy that, that just gets fallen off the, off the map because he got signed so early is Shun Yamaguchi for, the, for, for Toronto, okay? You yeah. need guys who's going to do innings, who's done nothing but pitch well. Where, where, you know, how, how, is he any worse than, uh, than uh, Kikuchi? I think people have the Kikuchi fear after oh, last year. 
you know, it, and, and where was Kikuchi being drafted last year? He was, he's being drafted 10, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, right there every year. And all of a sudden, you know, you can get, you can get a guy that's probably comparable according to what they're saying, skill set wise. How many rounds later? You know? Kikuchi, Kikuchi sucks. I would never, I wouldn't yeah. even draft him in round 50. You yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah no, I agree. I agree with the, the Toronto guy. I take him over the, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals international guy for sure. Because mm-hmm. just because you had better, you had better ratios in, in um, wherever he was playing. Well, I mean, I'll look, obviously, Japan is a much better, more competitive league than, you know, the KBO, obviously, too. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, it's baseball. like, yeah, it's like the, uh, the KBO is like NBA and then MLB is like WNBA. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so as I said before, those are guys, you know, you could get later and who can give you innings and, and possibly be, you know, bust out, you know, just got him in 31st round of a, of a, of a, of a uh, you know, the, uh, the 50 rounder. Why not? And it says uh, it still says he's a free agent in the NFBC on their draft. Yeah, for whatever. Yeah, that's another beautiful thing that I love about the. They need to be on the ball a little more with that, in terms of updating their badges and their players and stuff like that. But yeah, obviously not a free agent at that point. So, but again, yeah. a- any guys that are on the ball that are that they they know he's they track they know that he's been signed and he's going to start. You know, so I don't know if he's I don't know if he's going to be the starting rotation. Well, in Toronto, if you you have that rotate, who are you, who are you going to start? That's that much dramatic. Other than Hinjin Ryu, uh, who's your number two starter? And that you tell me that's good, that, that's head and shoulders about above him potentially. Go oh, go go tell me. Go go tell me who they name them. Name who they are. Matt, Matt. Shoe, Matt Shoemaker, Tanner Roark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Sure. Um, sure. They got you know, oh, the ballpark than they pitched last year. Yeah, and then they also got the guy from Milwaukee. Fuck's his name. Um, Chase Anderson. So that, oh, like, yeah, they, another, another winner. Yeah. They, you, you they, they, they just yeah. bought those four players. So they're going to start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Like, like those are so. some, te- uh, yeah, that's, it's terrible. Right. But I'm from Toronto. So I, I know. Yeah. I've, I've been looking you're, at you're, it. You're, you're Yamaguchi. He's starting. Okay. <laughs> He's going to start. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> He's going to start. <laughs> they, paid six, they paid six million bucks from over two years. Yeah. No one else, no one else wanted to pay more than that. I, I know. What, for Yamaguchi? Yeah. All right. Well, the Can- maybe maybe the Canadian money is more valuable. I don't know. Over there, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Not right now. Not. All right. No, it's not. It's not. All right. But um, yeah. Well, anyway, look. Yeah, your, so, your, your royalties will be Canadian dollars. Though. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that, that'll that'll get me far. That'll get me yeah. far. That'll get you. That'll get you. Get you in a main event. I'll get you in yeah. a main event. Get me another main event. Why yeah. not throw one more in a pile? So. Uh, on a side note, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, the, the, one thing about the, the whole – talk about Twitter blow-ups, about the whole Jeter thing, you know, about not getting the unanimous, you know, he's one vote short of being unanimous yeah. about the whole thing. Why does any – I don't understand that. What, what is the big upset with that? I don't care. I, I'm just very happy Walker got in. Larry Walker? Yeah. Because well, why? Because he's Canadian? No, I don't care about that. I just, I just, I just, I just think I don't I actually don't care that the fact that he's Canadian. I, I just think that his career does, it was deserving of a Hall of Fame. I think it's too much is made of the course. Yeah, well, you're in the, you're in the Hall of Fame. Like I said, do you think Jeter gives a rat's ass eating get 100% everyone, everyone of all? We're all making a gigantic thing. It's like a big insult. No, you but it could, it could have been that one voter wanted to vote for 10 players, and they knew, but, he, knew, but, but, he knew Jeter was going to make the Hall of Fame anyway, but, so I'd rather use it on fucking Jeff Kent. Look, look, what kind of – look, if anything has taught you about – there's always got to be one asshole, right? There's always got to be one guy that's going to be an asshole. That's just the way it is. That's how life is. There's going to be one guy that's got to be that guy, right? So that's how you have to write it off at. Who cares? You know, I, don't think, you know, I don't think Jeter cares. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. 
you know, he doesn't give you, 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 and you, you want to be incensed about something, be incensed that the rabbit Moranville is in the hall of fame. Okay. Go look up his career stats. Okay. Go look up Rabbit Moranville. Go, go do a little baseball reference search on Rabbit Moranville. I didn't even know his first name was real, real, real name is. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look that up. I have no idea who that is. You don't know who Rabbit Moranville Go look up Rabbit Moranville's career. He's in the Hall of Fame. Go look up his career stats. And you, and you want to you be, be incensed about something and be pissed off. Okay. You know, <laughs> by him being in the Hall of Fame. If he can be in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> anybody can be. How do you spell his name? Like Rabbit, like a bunny. Oh. Okay. Oh, like Eminem in the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like rabbit, and then Moranville. I don't know how you yeah. say it. okay. it's coming up. It's coming up. Coming up. Baseball yeah. references. Okay, so he is um, dead. Yeah, um, long. Yeah, he's long dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Um, he played until he's forty-one, and yeah. he had. Uh, go look at those career. Go look at those career numbers. Go ahead. Give me two, Lamb on me. Two fifty-eight batting average. Mm-hmm. Um, he had twenty-eight homers, which is a lot back then. 28, how many, 28 career homers? Yeah. Oh. These are his career numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But that was a lot back then. People weren't hitting home runs. Um, 880, 884 RBIs, um, 291 stolen bases. He led the league. Oh, he in 1922, he, he led the league in at-bats. There you go. See? How many MVPs did he win? How many Silver Slayer? How many have they even had that award? How many? Yeah, this, this guy is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's, yeah, no, they did have it back then. He has he has some MVP um, rankings. Like he was the seventh in MVP, MVP voting in 1924 mm-hmm. when he batted 266. How many would he win? Ten glove? How many win? Did he win ten gold gloves? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's. I don't know if it's. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not seeing any of that. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a reason for that. You're not seeing that because he didn't. Okay. So the point. <laughs> the point being is, you know, that that that's you should be the people debating. That's why I love when people debate who should be in the Hall of Fame and numbers and shit like that. You know, it's all a crock of crap, man. There's, there's so many players don't, that, you know, that uh, put everybody in the Hall of Fame. You you know? think the, you know, do you believe the Hall of Fame is prestigious? It, well, it's, I, it should be. It should be. But then, when you, but then you, when you really analyze it and you look at it, you know, the idea that when people start thinking, oh, they should be all upstanding citizens, okay? And they're, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're bitching on, like, you know, guys like, you know, like who was in the, you know, there was not, you know, like Jim Rice. It took him so long to get in the Hall of Fame because he was surly with the press, Okay. Well, yeah. at least it weren't. At least you weren't like Ty Cobb, who climbed who climbed into the stadium, into the crowd, and beat a freaking you know a crippled man to death almost, or shot somebody. Okay, <laughs> did you see the movie Cobb? I mean, the guy was the most biggest scumbag criminal around, and he's an any and, he, and he, was he a great citizen, Ty Cobb? Okay, I mean, come on, let's not be hypocritical. All right, I can't hit. I can't. I can't stand hypocrisy. So either, either you're gonna, it's going to be good for everybody, or, or not, or, or just do every put everybody in. That's point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At this stage of the game, don't don't give me this lecture about like you know every whatever. You know, I want, it should be prestigious. Yes, there should be you know certain numbers we achieved and whatever. But right now, but you look, there's always exceptions across the board. Marambo's an example. Bobby Thompson does Bobby Thompson belong in the Hall of Fame because he had the shot around the world, right? He, right? You know, he was a great play, good player. Okay, but is he was he is he better than Lou Whitaker? I mean, Alan Trammell. He, or Alan Trammell? I mean, is he? I don't, I don't know. think so. Is you know, I mean, you know, so yeah. So Jack saying. Morris, Jack Morris got in, right? He was he the was he on the Veterans Committee that he got yeah, in? Jack, yeah, Jack Morris. They did all yeah after that kind of thing, and uh, he's got in recently, right? About yeah, do you think, he, think, think Schilling should be in? Who? Kurt Schilling. Schilling's a fucking Nazi. Okay, that that's a different story, but that's a whole other story. 
You know, I mean, you know, Schilling, he, he's, he's, he's obviously, he's, a, he's like a, he's like a freaking white supremacist. That's why he's not the Hall of Fame. Okay. White supremacy doesn't go, go over well in this day and age. Okay. That's his problem. He's wondering why he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. That's one of your main problems. Okay. He's going to get in next year though. No, maybe he will. Okay. So, but it wouldn't be, but it would, again, it wouldn't probably be the first white supremacist Nazi that's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I I'm wouldn't sure. know. And they, I'm sure they're, they're, I'm sure they're, they're getting, they're getting more rare these days though, at least. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, so, uh, but, uh, but, so I, I just, so that, that's, so everybody's got their, their reasons and rationale. He's just, look, he's just, a, we, all, we, look, we, he's just a dick. We know how he is. But is he, but he did, did he, did he, was he a great player and great pitcher? He put up numbers. Yeah, sure he did. Right? Sure he did. He was one of the top players of his era at the time when he was pitching. Right? So, if you're just using strict baseball stats, you know, you have to, but again, there is no set standard for the Hall of Fame. So, until you have one, you know, you, you, everybody's going to have their opinion, right? Who should be in or should be in votes or not get in votes or should we keep them out because of roids or not roids or whatever? I mean, you know, whatever. I just right. think people put too much attention on that crap, really. I really do. All right, one last thing I can think of that I can ask you. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but J.D. Davis, you're from the, you're a Mets fan. You're from New York. Is he – what do you feel about his draft price? Because he's, a, he's one of the guys that's getting a lot of helium. Well, I don't have many. I don't have him on any, any any teams this year, from where you get him. And you know, and and again, being the cynical Mets fan, I mean, you know, I can see him screwing that. Up. Where are they going to play him? Yeah, at this point, I mean, does he have a? He's really more suited to be in the American League. But where you know, where are they going to play him? My I mean, buddy Mike uh, Curlin, that's on that's our other host. He's he's all over JD Davis. I look. I, I look. Do I, I, I? And again, he's an example of a guy that I drafted late in a lot of leagues and got a lot of value out of. You know, because I, I had him on a lot of teams. I, 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 I play in the, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the MLB contract league that uh, KJ Duke runs, you know, which is a really cool NFBC, you know, special satellite league. It's pretty cool. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's, yeah. He we basically draft you play, draft players based upon um, their major league salary, but portions of their major league salary. So I think for every million dollars of salary, it's ten, it's ten dollars. You you put in the you put in the pool. I think it is. So if you're gonna draft Trout, it's gonna cost you like four hundred dollars. You know to do that. You know what I mean? And, and it goes into the pool and then they have, they have a manager of the year award, whoever spends the least and has the best finish, things like that. You know, I won the manager of the year award two years in a row in that league by putting a team together, but you know, without, without breaking the bank, that's fun doing that kind of stuff like that. And there's people that go, like take the Steinbrenner approach and just break the bank and get all the best players, you know, you still, get, I think you still more, get rewarded for that. You know, still get rewarded for that. You still win good money, you know, for that. I think Modica won it this past year. He won, I think the, the, the title in that league, you know, but again, he, he was one of the top, one of the, one of the top, top spenders in the league there too. All right. So, so you can go either the manager of the year route or that route or whatever, but it's a, that's a fun league because, you know, you really, you know, you get those really cheap players like that. Cause there's a, there's a league minimum, like the lowest play, you, you pay six bucks for like a bottom line player, like a guy who's on a, who's, who's making league minimum salary under a certain amount of money. He's only $6, you know? And, um, you know, last year, my, my, I think my first my first three picks, and I, I happen to have the number one pick in that league. So my first three players, I think, in that league were Acuna, Yelich, uh, and I forget the other one was with the third pick. But, they were, but I spent $18 on my first three guys. And they were all like, you know, and, and, and Gleber Torres. So I spent 18 bucks for those three guys, and they were all superstars, you know? Yeah. So those are, those are solid picks for sure. Yeah, those are solid picks, you know, whatever. So the way it all falls. But the, so it's, it's a, like I said, it's an interesting, interesting league concept. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Trout, Trout's, not, Trout's not a top three pick anymore. Yeah, right. Well, it can be if you want to spend the money, you know, sure. uh, at that point, because it depends on, you know, you're doing people like well, it. I, I, I wouldn't personally. Yeah. 
So but it's a nice, it's a, it's a different way of, you know, do, learning strategies and, and, and learning players and valuing players and doing things like that. It's similar to an auction, almost managing a budget, you know, and staying under a certain threshold, a cap and things like that. So it's a fun league to do. And, uh, and he, that, that run that runs, uh, he'll be running it again this year. He's been doing it for a lot of years. He does a really good job with it. So again, there's a lot of great play, a lot of great innovators, you know, in the NFPC, a lot of players have a lot of the contests you see right now, like the draft champions concept, you know, come from like a guy like KJ. I don't know if you know KJ Duke, but you know, this was his, this was his brainchild years ago. He wouldn't be, wouldn't have something like that. That was the case. You know, he, you know, that was kind of an origination from him. So, and, and, and to Greg and Tom's credit, you know, they basically are open to hearing from other people's input, different things. And they didn't have to add the, the, this ultimate draft concept I had for New York. That's something that basically, you know, they, they basically let me try it out, you know, cause I had this concept that I remember we'll end the night with this cause it's been a long podcast and I don't know if people are bored by now or they're still engaged, but I'll talk about the MTM ultimate and we can talk more about it. But I wanted, I wanted to just create a draft where, the best of the best would want to compete for the bragging rights in the East Coast. You know, like in New York, I wanted to make a high-stakes draft. You know, it started as a super, which was a $2,500 entrance fee years ago, and now it's up to the $5,000 entrance fee. And this draft is going to be on Sirius, by the way. Every year they, they broadcast it on Sirius now every year. That's cool. Uh, on Friday night in New York, on, on March 13th, it'll be on the air. And, um, and you got 15. Like the first year I did it, you know, I recruited these players, a lot of them. I think we, I counted, we had, there was like, there was almost a million dollars of lifetime earnings in the league around that table, you know, and we had like, and there was like three NFPC Hall of Famers in it. So it was really great because you're, and, and I got smoked the first year I did it. I came in like 15th, let my, my league and I come in last 48 points. It was horrific. Oh, I'm sure people are busting your balls for that. Oh, it was mercilessly. It was like <laughs> the worst disaster could have happened. But the ironic thing is that I won it the second year, you know, so I went from last to first and won the, won it the second year. Uh -huh. in its existence. So well, some, I, some redemption did, at least. Redemption the next year. But it was just like, you know, you talk about getting your ass handed to you and we're in a learning, learning curve. But, but when you play with that kind of, but, but that's really great because it's a standalone league and people are in all different kinds of strategies and it's really interesting. And you're really, you're playing against that, some of the best of the best that are out there, which is really, if you win that, it is pretty prestigious. So there's, a, there's a really great travel trophy we have right now. I, I try to make it be a home league feel. There's like jerseys that you have and we do like, you know, little give, uh, give like, you know, little, Give out giveaways. People come. We 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 go out to dinner afterwards, and you know limo bus and stuff like that. So we try to make it be like a home home league feel. And it's like you know standing. It's like a waiting list to get in this league now. Everybody wants to do it because you know. And uh, you know, and I, I did the spin where you know no one knows your draft spot until right before the draft. And we do we do a thing called That's iron cool. balls. We do an iron balls thing, which I think the NFBC should do. When I just I have I have baseballs engraved with everybody's name. They go into a bucket. And uh, every year, uh, uh, um, Adam Ronis, uh, who's a big, great industry guy, he calls a draft for us, but he also draws the balls out. So your ball comes out, they call your name first, you, get, you, have, you, have, you have your choice of 1 to 15, and you pick. Then the next ball comes out, whatever, whatever the 14 spots are left, you can choose one of those spots. And it goes like that. So it's really cool because you're standing there and you're, you're making strategic decisions about where your draft spot's going to be, like right on the spot. You know, there's no planning ahead. Like, oh, I knew my draft spot a week in advance. No, you if you're you you need to be able to be that good to know you pick your spot then. So it's really fun, and people love it. And well, I remember the if first you do enough draft to prep, then you probably have a good idea what you're going to do in any spot. Right, but 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 the fun thing about it, like you know, people all complain, oh, I don't want it because everybody wanted another draft. But then after they did it one time, they loved it. You know, because it made it it made it really be a fun situation. You know, right? standing around and, and and like you know the anticipation of your ball coming out. And what are you where are you going to end up picking? And you know, and that kind of thing. Who do I want to sit next to? Do I want to sit next to this guy? Do I want to be far away? Do I want to be here? You know, so it adds another element to the game. 
you know, so so the ultimate's really great. It's a forty thousand dollar first prize, five thousand dollar entrance fee. You know, it's a, it's a, and it's a prestigious league to win. You know, it's a really it's a really great fun time. You know? So I don't know if I don't know if I missed it, but uh, what, what's the what's the entry uh, fees for that league and the and the MTM? Five thousand. It's five thousand to get into that league. Five thousand dollar entrance fee, and the grant and the and the first prize is forty thousand. So it's an ultimate. Yeah. Anyone can anyone can afford it then. Anybody can afford five thousand yeah. dollars. Sure, they can. So yeah, what, yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, it's just. What are you gonna do? What are you, what are you, are you, what are you gonna save it? What are you gonna do? Die? You give it to your kids? You gonna die with that money? You must like, spend what, it on what a fancy you, What can you do with five thousand exactly. dollars? Like, what are you gonna do with it? Exactly. What you are you gonna do with five thousand? I can't even will, think right now. I can't even will, come will, up with anything. Will, will, you know, will it away to somebody? I mean, what are you gonna do? You gonna die with it? I mean, come on, spend it on spend it on some entertainment. <laughs> give know? it to your kids, like for for what they need. Hell, whatever. Come on, kids. They make their own damn money. You know, so. So my parents didn't give me any damn money. I'd earn my damn money. Okay, yeah, my kids are going to be so much more knowledgeable than the internet and stuff like that. They're, Wait, they're you, you actually—it'll be printed money. You—you you actually have children? Yeah. Oh God, I feel sorry for these kids already. But you know, so but anyway, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure they're little, right? Because you're young. Yeah. 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 So I mean, so you know, mine are old. But like I said, my—I never had my, you know, uh, parents say, "Oh, here's money. Here's whatever." You know, I earn so they—they they don't need to get. Money. I'm not going to hand them. And I'll, I'll pay for their college and I'll do all these things, but you're going to earn your way in life just like I did. Okay. And that's what you, that's what nothing, nothing's handed to you. So, but I said, but the, but the $5,000 fee, yeah, if you're going to put that kind of money, it'd be better be serious <laughs> when you go in there, you know, and you, and so, so it makes for, it makes for a really fun league, really competitive league. And, you know, it's definitely one, it's great fun to hear the interviews on the radio and, you know, and the coverage they do of the whole thing and they cover about 20 some odd rounds of it. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good night. To, to tune in so if anybody listen they should definitely mark it down to listen to listen to the uh, the draft and the event in the city and NFB does NFBC does a good job with it and you know Greg's been good enough to let us you know tweak it tweak some of the things but the, but, it, but it follows NFBC rules uh, too and so uh, it's definitely and, I, and I've done traditionally over the years I've done pretty well in it you know I've, you know, I finished first I finished a third and I usually I finished in the top five a couple of times so I'm, I'm holding my own in it you know, against really some really great, some great competition. And it's nice to, so that, that's, I always look forward to that one. Well, you're passionate and um, you're successful. So that's good. I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm happy about that for you. And you've been like, this has been a great podcast, but it's 1am right now. So I think we're going to call so it. I've had my, I've had my share of daily affirmation from you. That's great. You know? I think so. I think, we're I think, I think I'm going to cut you off. I think it was a long, it was, it was a, it was a shorter, how long, how long did we just do this for? I think we, well, we, we planned to start at 11, but we started late. So it's one now. Um, it was at least an hour, an hour and a half, at least probably a little bit higher, a little bit more than that. Well, I hope that it kept people's interest and, uh, and maybe we'll uh, do it again sometime. And, uh, like I said, we all, we will, we'll regale you my, my tales of my, my, my most interesting life that uh, people would, I'm sure would want to hear about. And, uh, we'll talk more fantasy baseball and whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. You made, you teased a couple things like the, the things you wouldn't be able to get away with it, get away with these days. Um, maybe we can talk about that. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get you to open up a little bit about your players this year. Uh, I, miss, I might have to massage you a little bit. I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll stop massaging me. First of all, number one, stop, stop massaging me. <laughs> number one, number two is like I said, I'll, I'll talk about all my players all after all, after the drafts all day long. if you want to, it's not a problem. So, you know, get me, get when, me. When's your, when's your last draft? Well, I guess the one of my last draft is I, I'm actually drafting an online main event at 10 o'clock in the evening on a Wednesday night right before the day, night before the season starts. <laughs> that's okay. my last draft. So I'll be drafting right to the last 11th hour, you know, and uh, that's got Abdul Mani in that league. That's the guy who won last year, the overall main event. Yeah. And he's in there. So I'm, I'm going to take great excitement if I can, you know, pound him in that league. 
you know, and, and win that league if he's in it. So, because, oh. uh, you know, he's uh, online and I think that, uh, you know, I think the, the, the trend has been, you know, I can, I can tell you, it's, uh, it's probably easier to win an online league than it is a, a live league, too. You know, too, because the competition does get a little watered down, I notice, online. Depends, it's luck of the draw. You can still get really great players online. But you have a lot of guys that, you know, don't want to make the trip, don't travel. They want to just, you know, bang out a league online. So they, 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 people, you see more and more people trying to go online now to get an edge, you know, and draft against maybe a little weaker, softer competition. You know, but again, at the end of the day, it's luck of the draw. You don't know how these leagues are going to shake out that are, that are out there and do it there. But, uh, but, you know, you're drafting in Vegas, you know, like last year, I, I called the league, my worst league I was in was, I called it the league of death. I know when I sat down at this table, I was like, forget this crap. This league is like stacked, you know? And I think 10 of the, I, I had Lindy in that league and I had freaking you know, Vlad's in that league. And, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Steve, I'm looking at these players and they right on down the line. I mean, all ranked in the top 50 players. They, know, like, I, I, they probably all beat up on each other though. Yeah. But that's what it was like. So it was like, it was a bloodbath. You know, at the end of the day, and I think the guy who, that who won it, uh, I think you? this guy, this guy Kelly Withrow won it, and he's actually, you know, he he's not even like wasn't even a major player, you know, that until like he was a good player. I heard, I know he's, um, I think he was a friend of John Stabmuller, who was a really great player in the NFPC, and uh, and he was a friend of his, you know, which I found out later that he went in there, but I I, I hadn't really heard of him before and met him before, but I think he was just like everybody killed each other, and you know. And Lindy was right there on his heels at the end, but I think Lindy took second and he took, he took first and it was like 120 some odd points. It was a major score that he wow. did, but it was like, but it was a bloodbath of a league because you could just tell the way the draft was going. It's like one of those things where there's like everybody's on everybody's players and it was just, a, it was just yeah, a nightmare. You know, nightmare. It's like, you know, and people like the guys F bombing left and right to left and right of me, everybody, <laughs> Oh, you took that guy. You took my guy. It's the, the whole draft was like that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and right on. And so, you know, once in a while you get one of those leagues, you just got to write it off. This happens. <laughs> luck of the draw that you just you know it just happens you know yeah, you, 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 you sort of know um, you're getting fucked like during the draft yeah you know you know you, know, you just you just know it and it's like this is okay well i must you know it's just you know you, just, you get a feel and um and uh, and that was one of those leagues and I, and I knew it out of my five leagues that was the worst one of all that was the worst of all of them you know out of the, out of the five i did actually i think the main the one i did online was a little worse than that those are the two worst leagues out of the five i did you know that are main events leagues my main event leagues last year but um, hey, but New Year though. But I think you should get out to Vegas, Zach. I think you should definitely be out there. We should do some live show out there. You should you should get in the main event, dive in, go for it, man. You know. I'm tempted. You're tempting me. You know what? Yeah, I I, I and you know what? I enjoyed this. I think I think you got to come back, and uh, you got you got to come back. We got to do part two. You have to talk to my you have to talk to my agent, and we'll, we'll work something out. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. See I don't know. See what the feedback. See what the feedback is. See if it's uh, there's a call for more. We'll you know, I, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a list of stories. Uh, you know, I, there was another podcast I, I, I got to that, uh, that they, they were, they were lining up these stories would never happen. I never told my story about my, my movie theater brawl fight. That was my classic fight of well, I had a fight in movie theater brawl, which is a fantastic story. And the time I almost got abducted by the Harry Krishnas. I mean, there's, I have all kinds of stories like that. Okay, you know? well let's let's save those definitely. <laughs> so, Mike Masato. You follow him at Mike Masato on Twitter. High stakes, successful fantasy baseball player. An all-around great guy. So far, so good. So far, so good. So like I, I said, know. I need more followers on Twitter. I could get bump up. You know, if, I, if, I, if I added your followers to my followers, I might break 400. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah you, should, you should definitely <laughs> – I think you're definitely a great follow. I would follow you anywhere. Oh, you, do? you would? Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, okay. So I, I want to hear my. So when you read when you when this all goes to post production, I really want to hear my good intro. 
So come up with some good intro music when I hear this thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be me saying anything else. It's just going to be music. So yeah, right. There'll be music, and then we'll lead into your great opening when you botched everything in in the beginning. But if you want to get a, a a good intro, get it all set up. I won't listen to this again. I'm not going to listen to myself talk for two hours. It's not happening. But uh, but I, I time's too valuable. Time's too valuable. Yeah, exactly. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. I, don't have, I mean, this is already taken up on how much of my time, you know, yeah, tonight and one a.m. But yeah, uh, but anyway, man, it was Faster, faster good, bedtimes. Man. Well, thanks very much again. And um, we'll, we'll be signing off again. Um, looking forward to fantasy baseball season. And you really tempted me for Vegas. You, you're gonna, I'll get you there. You're going to Vegas. You're going to New York. You're doing something. You're going to show them one of these live venues. You got to be there, man. You got to right. be there. All right. Peace. Peace out, Bill.